The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. It's, uh, it's an interesting point that Prince Harry was making there. I suffer in silence, Catherine, as you know. When? Oh, flipping it. <laughs> oh, gee. That's better. Yep. Oh, that's helping. Let it out. I think it's the message Prince Harry is saying. I wish you wouldn't. Let it out. Just let it go. Relax. Do what you need to do. I like it like that. 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 Cowbell solo. Whatever Boylie's playing solo. Guaylo solo. Everybody. I like it like that. 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 I like it like that
Sam, uh, Alistair did three I Like It Like That's in his solo. I'd like the third one sent to me, please. It was perfect. I'll play it in a bit. Good evening, Alistair. Good evening, Alan. Good evening, dear listener. My name is Ian Lee. This is the- Shut up. This is the- Shut your face. This is the Late Night Alternative every weeknight from 10 on Talk Radio. Sam is answering the phone calls. There's a mysterious creature in here. I think it's a lady. Who are you? I'm Kabasa Cass. There we go. Alistair, Alan, are you ready? I'm ready. Look at each other and go, blah. Look at the audience at home and go, blah. 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 Right, these are the rules. You mustn't hesitate, you mustn't repeat, you mustn't say anything if you do, if you go blah, 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 and you get a bump on the head like this, or a bash on the head like this. Are you ready? Yeah, ready. Alan, we'll start with you. Car. Horn. <sighs> bash on the head to Alistair. Alistair, you've got to be quicker than this, it's word association. Alistair, we'll start with you, we'll go with you. It's one nil to Alan. Microphone. Stand. Right. What, hang on, what? Sound rave. So, rave? Wave. He thought he said sound. He, he said, said stand. He said stand, Alan, so that's a bash on the head for you. Right, okay, uh, it's one or it's the first one to three. Alan, we're gonna go with you. Alien. UFO. Ed Straker. Rave. What was that? Alistair, it's a bash on the head, it's 2-1 to Alan. Alistair, we're gonna go <laughs> with you. Microwave oven. Ready meal. Uh, no, Alan, it's a bash on the head, it's 2 all. That was Alistair's go. We're gonna go, this is it, this is the decider. Whoever wins this is the winner. Alan, we're gonna start with you. Penis. Oh. Vagina. Hair. Minge. Oh, flippin' heck. Uh, horrible. Pussy. Okay, Alan. <laughs> He's talking about cats. He's talking about cats. Carry on, carry on. It's fair. Dogs. Rabbit. We've moved on to animals, I hope. Hodge. Door. Handle. Window. Frame. Glass. Pain. Annoyance. Oh. Annoyed? Oh, Alistair, he said annoyance. I'm afraid you're out, Alistair. That means you get to make your point second. What a great start to the show. Brexit, huh? Who needs it? Alan, what do you want to say to the nation? Well, on this World Mental Health Day, I want to share my sympathies with everyone who's going through mental health issues, because I'm sympathizing with because I went through some mental health issues myself. What mental health when issues do, when you were bullied? Tell us about it, uh, Cads. Oh, I was very young. It was in primary school. Yeah. And I was bullied because of my disability. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. I've never quite established what your disability is. Autism. Autism. You were bullied for that, were you? Yeah. Ah, man, I'm sorry to hear that. That must have been, uh, well, I don't know. What, 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 what was it like? Horrible? Well, really sorry. When all the kids would go for their play playtime, yeah. I used to stay inside and read all the books in the library. Okay, so you were well read, but you must have, that, that, how old were we talking about, Cads? Eight. Oh, mate. I'm sorry you went through that. I, uh, in all honesty, I quite possibly might have been one of the kids that would bully you, because I was a horrible child, and kids do this thing where they look for differences or perceived weaknesses and they kind of jump on it. But I, I'm, I'm sorry you went through that, man. Yeah, but it made me a lot stronger into the man I am today. Yeah, and, and boy, oh boy, you're some, you're some man today. You really 
whips through that, <laughs> that mallet's mallets like nobody's business. Colin, is this the podcast? Oh, it might even make the podcast. Um, but yeah, yeah, do you know what? It's, it's an important thing you're talking about, and we, we should we talk about this a little bit. I think is World Mental Health Day, although every day should be World Health Day. Um, but so you ate? Did did nobody? Did anybody help you? Did your parents get involved? Did the teachers get I involved? Told, I told the teachers, but they thought it was just bad behaviour I was going through. They uh, didn't know I was autistic. Ah, so this was before you'd been diagnosed. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that yes. Um, and then what age were you diagnosed, Alan? If you don't mind me asking. On my 10th birthday. Oh, wow. <laughs> There's a birthday present. That's what I thought. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm laughing, but actually I, I would imagine that was a bit of a relief, wasn't it? To kind of know there was, you know, the, to get a, a label to put on what was going on with you. Well, I was too young to understand at the time. Right. I was... But my mum and dad was relieved because they realised something was special. But they were fighting the school system because they were saying I had bad behaviour issues. Right, yeah, yeah. And they knew, you, your mum and dad knew you were a good lad. They had an inkling. They had, they had uh, a little inkling and um, they, they got it worked out. Um, and n knowing that you are autistic, is that made... How has that affected you in your life, would you say? It might be smarter, because yeah. I can remember facts and figures. Well, this is one of the things we, we uh, Catherine and I are made. Who won the Grand National in 1989? That was Lil Purdy, eh? by Jimmy Frost. There you go, you see. Now, I have no way of knowing if that's true or not. He's either, he's, he's either, got, a, he's either got a great memory, or he's a really, really good liar. Either way, he both Just to check Wikipedia. Go on, Ca Catherine, would you mind checking who won the Grand National in 1989? Say it again, Alan. Lil Pelier with a by Jimmy Frost. How, right. Now, how far back does, is he right? Yeah. 19, how far back does your knowledge go? From 1980 up to this year. All right, now about 1996. Ah, uh, well, Chris, with a Mick Fitzgerald. Eating uncle and parent second. <laughs> how long did it take you to learn that? Or do you, do, do you just uh, look at it and it goes in, or do you have to sit there I and look try? look at it and it's stored in. Say that again, but I mate. I've got the traits with autism. Say that again, mate. I look at it, and it's automatically stored in the brain. Straight away? Yeah. That's incredible, man. Thank God you don't, you, you don't use your powers for evil. Otherwise, and, I could, and I could do Christmas number one singles from 1952 up to last year. Catherine, get the Christmas number one singles up. Right. Sam, call out, call out a year. You put, so that we show this isn't fixed. You call out a year, Sam. 1993. Mr. Blobby, Mr. Blobby. Yeah. <laughs> go on, Kathy, have a go. 1995. 1995, Michael Jackson, Earth Song. Yeah. 59. 59. And Milford and Machette, mate, what do you want to make those eyes at me for? What do you want to make those eyes? She's nodding. It's, it's amazing. So what, did you just literally, you look at the list and just like, what, read it through once? Yeah. That's amazing, man. Um, all right. Well, thank you for sharing that, Alan. I feel that um, we've, we've got to know you. I've spoken to you for years, and I feel in the last five minutes... You understand me a bit better. I understand you uh, a little bit better, and I feel we've all got to know you a little bit better. Thanks for being so honest and open, Alan. I really appreciate oh. it. Thank you. Oh, Alan, one question. I'm definitely coming to Birmingham. 
Ely.com slash events. I haven't got the date yet. It's going to be in March, I think. Uh, April. The in balloon. March? April. What date in April? Well, I haven't had it confirmed. Because, because I'm going away on the 3rd, and I'll be back on the 5th. Let's have a little look, because I've just sent in the dates. Um, April, Sunday, April the 26th. It's an afternoon show. Alan? I can make that. Alan, if you will get up on stage with us and show off your knowledge of the Christmas number ones, I'll put your name on the door and you don't need to buy a ticket. Oh, man, you've got a deal. Oh, buddy, we will see you then, Alan Caddick. Thank you for that, Alan. I never... We knew he was autistic. That has been mentioned in the past. That is canon. But we never really talked to him about how it affected him as a kid. Imagine mm. that as an eight-year-old. Thank you, Alan. And I will, I, I will, we're just waiting for confirmation on the dates. We've got um, the Glee Club in Birmingham, Glasgow, and Cardiff. And I'm just waiting for confirmation for the dates. They're all Sunday afternoon shows, about half past two-ish, which I think will be a nice little vibe. It also means we can get in and we can get out. But Alan, I will put your name on the door for Birmingham. That is an absolute promise. Imagine being eight, and, and, and I probably would have been one of those kids that would have bullied him. At that age, I was I was horrible. I was very, very unpleasant. I was very insecure in myself. And so I found it easier to te- to kind of join the, the, the mob and belittle people that were different to us. Because yeah. I didn't, I was terrified of that attention being turned on me. Plus, I think when we were growing up, we didn't see kids with no. different abilities no. the no. way that our kids do. But imagine being eight and um, our kids are eight, mm-hmm. uh, thereabouts, and um, not going out, you know, just sitting in and, and reading books. Yeah. And, which is a cool thing to do. You want to sit in and read books, that's great. But doing it not really through choice. Um, it is World Mental Health Day. I don't really know what... Um, that means, uh, but if you want to call in about that, very, very happy to take your calls. Of course we are. 0344 Also happy to take your calls about absolutely anything. Normally an hour and a half to two hours to get into work. Took me over three hours today because of those blooming protesters. But thank you very much indeed. Rebellion Extinction. Extinction Rebellion. Um, thank you very much indeed. It just meant I got to listen to more of the Demi Moore audiobook what a book what a lady what a story um you talk about mental health my god what that woman went through as a kid i'm only up to i'm only up to her being 15 years old and and being raped by a guy who's nearly 50 oh wait until she gets into acting yeah 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 it's it's, she's just she's just dodged the bullet in that she's had lunch with um, roman polanski and then he's just gone off to europe because he was um being chased for raping a 13 year old girl it's a weird old world I think it's going to be a slightly disjointed show tonight. I've got a bit of a sore throat. Coming in, you've been in the car for that long, I feel a little bit stir-crazy. So we'll have a laugh. Uh, if you want to talk about mental health stuff, we'll do that. Of course we will. We'll have a look at some of the stuff that's in the papers and that's, that's going on. You can give us a call about anything. Alistair, we'll come to you next. 0344-499-1000. Genuine thank you to the uh, Extinction Rebellion for doing the protest. I don't mind. It took an extra hour, hour and a half to get in. Not got a problem with that at all. Of course, I was cussing in the car, but I don't have a problem with it. Do you know what it was? It was more of the driver's behaviour, because I think everyone started to get really wound up. What is it with these? I don't know what these zip cars are. I think they're cars you can hire for like an hour or something. Why is everybody... No, nothing bad against the company. But why is it everybody I saw driving the the cars tonight was an absolute bell? Everybody. Some really, really dodgy driving going on, and lots of horns beeping and stuff stuck in the traffic yeah it's not moving just get up just deal with it just and once i realized after over two hours 
two and a half hours that the route I was going was not happening. I turned out, came out, sort of out around London a bit and came in a different way. So genuinely, thank you. Everybody who's out there protesting to save the planet for me and my kids, thank you. I do not mind. Small inconvenience for me. There'll be people with bigger inconveniences, I'm sure. You're welcome to call up and let us know what they are. 0344. 499-1000 is the telephone number. Um, Alistair, you're next. This is Talk Radio. A star-crossed soapbox for Sailor Boys, oh. Stable Girls, yeah, I'm on the edge. and Stripper Grands. It depends who you with and it depends on the situation. Late Night Speech Radio with a difference. Thank you. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um... There's, someone's been, a couple, a few of you have pointed me in the direction of someone who's made a Frank Sidebottom cake. It's incredible. Um, we're just going to, I think it's a young woman that's made it. We're just going to message her, see if she'll just come on for a couple, just a couple of minutes and give her a plug. Because I'm a big fan of Frank Sidebottom and um, the cake is absolutely uh, stunning. In fact, I've only got one thing to say. I like it like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I wanted the third one. It was the best by far. <laughs> Alistair! Oh, evening. Evening, evening Alistair! Is um, a, is a, can I say something that might sound flippant to you, and I don't mean it to, but every now and then I remember what my life was like. And isn't it great to be clean and sober? Huh? It certainly is. Isn't it the um, fun that we're, that, that we're yeah. having, that I'm working here, I've got my best mate there, I've got a good friend on the other side of the glass, I consider you a friend, Alistair, we're having a it laugh, is. this is what it's about. It is. Um, I'm sort of ringing a little bit from a conversation you started last night here yeah, with uh, Susan, because um, I'm willing to hold my head, hand up and say I'm lonely, um, because, I mean, I think we've kind of, touched on it in one of the calls we did but um, since I've become sober yeah. I've been able to look at all these things more clearly about myself and I realised that for 40 years when I was drinking I was just hiding from all these problems you know what I mean I was um, sort of blanking them out so I wouldn't actually face them and one of the major ones was actually sort of meeting someone, you know, a partner. And bar a year where I did have a relationship, I've been on my own for that length of time up until now. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I just wanted to say that I'm, I'm not, on the other side of things, I'm not scared for saying that I feel lonely because I think some people are yeah. frightened to say it. Yeah. And, once you actually kind of acknowledge it, then I think you can start to do things for yourself to try and improve it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I do. Um, so It's a tough thing to um, say, and also people might say, well, I see, you know, I see, I see people, I've got friends and stuff, yeah. but that, that doesn't matter, you can still be lonely, even if you're talking to people in the day, it, 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 you know, it doesn't mean you have to just be in your house all day and not see anybody, you might see people, you might have friends, you might go out to places, but you yeah. can still feel lonely. Here's another thing, you can be really lonely inside a relationship. Yes. Sometimes that's the loneliest place. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, um, I mean, I don't know, um, about about some of your other callers or not, but oh, they're all nuts. Um, cer certainly, um, <coughs> you know, one, one of the reasons I, I you know, I start, I fell in love with your show is because 
um, you do actually cater for people from all walks of life. And um, because, you know, I'm on my own, I can even come to your show on my own and yeah. not feel... Not feel out of place, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, we have a lot of people that come to our show. It's, it's becoming accepted now that people coming on their own are very, very welcome. And they're welcome to sit there and say nothing and go, but you know, right at the end. They're welcome to sit there and say nothing and then come and just say hello to us at the end. They're welcome to turn to the person next to them and talk to them. It's all cool, man. We get loads of people coming on their own, and that's yeah. such a thrill. It is, it is. I mean, the only thing now going forward is, because I have been used to my own company for so long yeah uh, the, the next thing is whether or not <clears throat> i would actually be happy with living s with someone else but i mean i suppose i should cross that bridge when i come to it if cats. it comes cats catherine what are you getting at the weekend um, well hopefully and yeah. I can't quite give into it yet because I don't want to be disappointed, but I think I might be getting a kitten. Here's the thing, uh, uh, oh. sir. I think she's getting two kittens. No, I'm not. I can't. You I can't. Because <laughs> you can't take that little girl away from her sister. You can't oh. take her away from her sister. Stop it. You've got to bring the both of them with you. Oh, I can't. I'm pushing it with That's one. That's how I ended up with two more. <laughs> I went there and they said, yeah, we don't really want to split the girls. I went, I'll have them both. <laughs> I'll have them. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Right, Alistair, so Catherine's around my house today, right? Right. And, um, uh, I said, oh, look, here comes Mucking. She's got a dead mouse in her mouth. Oh, and Catherine, my God. no, I'm not touching it. I said, come on, please. What I, I actually said was, no thanks, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> and so Mucking kind of walked past the, the living room door and went into the office. I went, go on, let's go and get it. She went, no, no, no I'm not going to get, I'm, I'm not picking up a dead mouse. And so I walked in there just in time to see Mucky put the mouse on the floor. And the mouse ran off. It was still alive. Oh, Cue 20 God. minutes of me <laughs> with a with bit of a bit of cardboard and a plastic bowl going. <laughs> <laughs> you should have filmed it. <laughs> Where's it gone? Where's it gone? <laughs> I caught it though, I caught it, I trapped it under a bowl and we put it out in the front. And then as we were coming up back, back in, Catherine, what's that on the floor? It was a mouse's leg. Oh, Edgar Allan Poe novel, right? Edgar Allan Poe, a mouse. So I've got it on a little key ring now. It brings me luck. It ran fast without a leg. Dude, and it did, and it was running for its life. I know, but I've never heard screaming like it. It was hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing. Although I was sitting on his office chair with my feet up on the desk because I didn't want him touching me. Was, the thing is, I wouldn't have a problem with picking it up, except the last one I picked up bit me. Yeah. Bit me, and it was hanging from my finger in the air. Alistair, thank you. I'm glad you're sober. I'm, I'm glad that our show has played the tiniest, tiniest part in your recovery. Cause all we did was just give you a nudge and maybe showed you what a good bloke you could be. You did it. You did it, mate. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your call. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Huh? Yeah. What should be? It is. You're right. Sorry? That's the phone number. What? Mm -hmm. Idiot. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh, my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, 0344-499-1000. We're playing Guess My Pin Number again. Um, the, it's, it's the same pin number as yesterday. Um, I'm not going to... I don't remember what numbers were said, so we start again. Guess my pin number. And if you get it right, I'll tell you you got it right. 0344-499-1000. Happy to play a little bit of Mallet's Mallet as well as I enjoyed that. Um, if you want to get my thoughts on... Um, well, was someone on Twitter... Someone said on Twitter, why aren't they calling it Colgate instead of Vardygate? 
will make more sense. The teeth, the, the teeth, um, what do you call yeah. it? Powder. Tooth, tooth powder. Toothpaste. I used to love going to my nan and granddad's. And they have smoker's powder. They had powder, yeah. yeah. It was like in a pot. Yeah. And you'd wet your toothbrush and put it on, and it was powder. That was for smoker's, yeah. was it? Yeah. Why? What was the difference? Uh, the olden days. Okay. So I think he was quite abrasive, because my dad, when he used yeah. to smoke cigars, yeah. used to have that as well. I really want to get into cigars. Not get into. I'd like... Hmm? Don't know. Well, I, okay, well, so, the more you say don't, the more I'm determined to. Oh, I, I got my nipple pierced. <laughs> Do you want to see it? <laughs> there it is. It's there. Right I can there. barely see it. Tiny nipple. How big are your nipples, Sam? Bigger than that, right? No, they're not. They're the same size as my nipples. I'm not showing you mine. <laughs> Bet yours are like those um, coat hangers they have in primary schools. Like Scania wheel nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um... So brushing my teeth there, well, I was going to say something else. Oh, it doesn't really matter. It's going to be Colgate. Huh? Colgate. Why wasn't it called Colgate? Oh, yeah, if you want to hear my thoughts on Vardy, Rooney, we, we talked about it on the show last night. If you missed it, there is a late night alternative podcast that goes out every single day, guys. Uh, and my thoughts are in uh, the podcast there. If you go to iTunes, Acast, or your usual podcast provider. David, give us a call and talk about it. David's just sent me a really interesting tweet. I'd like to talk to you about that. Um, and, uh... Has he got tiny nipples, too? I, we'll find out. I thought my nipples were normal size until I saw James Wales. You've seen James Wales? He showed them to me the other day. Uh-huh. Um, when I was rimming him. <laughs> oh, stop! Sam knows what I'm talking about. Brick, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I'd like to speak to, um... I'd like to speak to David Babcock, please. Bricky Tony Dent got the shock of his life. Do you know what, what this is? No. When he saw who was staring back at him in his living room. Osama Bin Laden staring back at him from his bedroom curtains. And there is, there's the curtains are folded. Oh! And there is now, Osama. It's funny he sees Osama and not Jesus. I think you could translate Jesus that to doesn't Jesus wear, too. Jesus doesn't wear the hat. It could be a halo. Jesus doesn't look uh, like an evil <laughs> killer. Tony, 32, snapped the evil Al-Qaeda leader as opposed to the nice... I, I preferred Al-Qaeda when they had the nice leaders, not the evil leaders. After spotting his likeness in the folds above his bed, he clocked the terrorists spitting image in the brown drapes while on the phone. He said, I was lying there chatting to my girlfriend. She was trying to convince me to drive 40 miles to her booty call. I took one look up and saw that man staring right back at me. It gave me the creeps. I took it as a sign that I'd better stay at home. <laughs> Sorry, love, I can't come round. I can just see Osama Bin Laden peering at me from behind the curtains. Wow. Now, that's the second Osama sighting in the space of a week, because there was a shell that looked like Osama Deborah in Deborah Oliver, 60, found a seashell mm -hmm. um, on Winchelsea Beach. East Sussex said Osama Bin Laden was, Bin Laden was staring up at me. Uh, this, this is like a story from the, from the sport, sport, though, right? Yeah. Um, I took it as a sign that I'd better stay at home. When I showed it to my mates, none could believe it. I hope that evil bastard doesn't start haunting me. <laughs> Saudi-born 9-11 terrorist Bin Laden died in 2011. 
um, after being gunned down by US Navy SEALs. Um, Tony from West Drayton, West London added, when people see things like this in their toast or whatnot, it's usually Jesus, the Queen or someone. Just my luck, I get the worst terrorist in history. Well, with respect, Tony, it could be argued he was the best terrorist in history and that he had a very high um, hit rate. Let's go to David Badcock. Good evening, David. Yeah, good evening. David's phoned us up with a jolly little topic. He wants to lighten the mood. David, what did you just tweet me? I said, uh, you had your guest on yesterday about the nuclear uh, book. Uh, I thought, well, I'll tell you what, it's about uh, half past eleven at night. I'm going to watch Threads. Oh. So, well, I said I watched it. The, the link I could find on the internet was only an hour long. So I, I got where it starts going horrible and then uh, it stopped. Jesus. There's so much in this call, so yeah. much, that I don't know where to start. I'll start with the personal bit. Um, why did you stop listening to us, mate? Oh, because I thought it, it, it whetted my appetite for some nuclear destruction. Okay, so it wasn't that the show, there, was, there wasn't a, a cut-off point in the show that you could identify where things started to go downhill. Susan, no. <laughs> Too slow. <laughs> Too slow. Okay. So, Susan, t you'd rather watch Threads than listen to a phone call from Susan? Maybe. Okay. I think it's after the show, actually. Okay. Did it not give you the willies that Threads is based not that far from where you are? Very close, and the accident didn't help. Yeah. Um, and so what point did, did your um, illegal stream, that we do actually have to report... Uh, no. That we do have to, it's our duty... As broadcasters, at what point in the illegal stream did it go tits up? When, when did it stop? Uh, it was just after the woman whose head was been on fire found the uh, 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 leg of her dead son under the rubble. Okay. Oh, right, okay. okay. Barely got started. <laughs> it gets much. Here's the thing, David. I can say with absolute confidence, it gets much, much worse than that. How can it get worse than that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> It gets much, much worse. So, uh, you watched that. Did you have nightmares? Uh, I, I easily could have, because it's the, the, the fact of the escalating war just happening and everyone's just not paying any attention to it. You don't, you're not listening to the radio. But here's the thing. Are you not listening to the radio? Because that is happening now with Turkey <laughs> and Syria. Exactly, and that, that's what I keep thinking. It's, it's parallel, and I, I watched that, and I thought, hang on, hang on a minute, it's bloody happening now. Here's the thing, right? So I, I finally got to the bottom of what's going on. So just out of nowhere, um, insane politician and, and uh, president uh, Donald Trump has said, "Yeah, we're going to pull all of our troops out of out of uh, Syria because the Kurds didn't help us in World War Two." Wow. That's what he said. Wow. The Kurds. Here's, here's the thing. The Kurds didn't. I can't do the voice. The Kurds. I read a really good thing the other night. The Kurds never helped us in World War Two, so we're pulling out of Syria. Which now Turkey has said, "Right, well, we're going to go into Syria and we're going to kill all the Kurds." And this is what Erdogan. Is it Erdogan, the Turkish yeah. president? He said, <laughs> Erdogan has said. If Europe says this is in any way a genocide or an illegal invasion, then we're going to open our borders and you're going to get 3.2 million Syrian refugees flooding into Europe. Oh, my God! It's going insane! 
It's all going insane. The week after David Babcock was in Turkey on holiday, which I find very, very suspicious. No, no comment. Have no. you heard about uh, Trump Towers as well? Uh, no, what's happened to Trump Towers? Uh, Donald Trump has got a highly profitable twin Trump Towers in Istanbul. Do you mean, what do you, what do you mean, twin towers like in nine, like, um, nine eleven, like the World Trade Center? No, 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 like, he's got, his, his biggest, um, towers, it's, it's, he says it makes him millions and millions. In Istanbul, so he's, he's very happy, um, to, to do whatever Turkey wants. He'll do whatever they ask him to do. And also, he's, he's helping out Turkey, he's helping out Russia, because we've known for years that Putin, wants the European Union to collapse and he wants chaos in Europe so then he can spread further out. That's a fact, right? He wants chaos in Europe. So us leaving Europe, which has, has been um, funded by the Russians, loads of Syrian refugees entering Europe. It's, we're, we're playing into Putin's hands. And all the while, we're all playing with our birds in our labia. We're playing with our labia? What? No, we're, no, no, we're playing with our birds in that Avery. It's a Fred reference. Okay, okay, thank you, David. David, I apologise I missed your uh, invitation to play GTA 5 today. I was busy. Everyone was busy, I'm used to it. Uh, <laughs> I oh. might be around tomorrow morning about half eleven if you're about. Yeah, I'll play, yeah. Okay, thank you very much indeed. Uh, it's David Babcock there, if you want to watch me and him playing uh, GTA V tomorrow. Ian Lee, no, Twitch, no, hang on, twitch.tv slash Ian Lee. We'll take a quick break, then when we come back, Catherine, can you do your Jasmine impression, please? I can certainly try for you, Ian. That was terrible. You went, oh, no, I hang can on. certainly try hang for on, you, pet. Hang on, Okay, hang on. Hello, it's Jasmine. I am on the radio. Oh, no, what's happened? My God. I need a refresher. Go on, Sam, what were you going to say? I'm from Manchester, apparently. <laughs> Experience the unconventional, the unpredictable, and the completely unorthodox with rule-free Ian Lee. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I've got no internet for the last four days. On Talk Radio. Right, try the Jasmine voice again, because you're normally so good at it. Have you got a clip of her? Um, hang on a second, I've I've, I've got her. Jasmine? (laughs) Hello, Ian. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Jasmine's trying, he's trying to do a deep voice. Hello, Jasmine. <laughs> it's nice to see okay, you. I think I might have it. Hello, Jasmine. How are you, Ian? You don't, you're Chinesey. No. It's a bit oh, racist, actually. No. I back off from that. No, it's, um... Hello, Jasmine. My name is Jasmine. <laughs> Today I went to the optician, even though <laughs> I fixed my eyes. I had to sleep. Yeah, of course. That's... Of course. <laughs> Coming up pretty well, thanks. <laughs> How are you, Jasmine? Um, very fine. At my birthday party today, we went to a farm fair. What? You went to a farm fair? Is it your birthday? Yeah, it was. How old are you? You have to guess. I think you are 27. I think she's 23. That's right. That's Thank right. you. Oh, and it's uh, Pez has just tweeted me as well. It's Pez's birthday as well. Happy birthday, Pez. Happy birthday, Jasmine. Um, okay, Jasmine. Happy birthday. So you went to a fun fair. What did you do at the fun fair? Did you go on the ghost train? Oh, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I went on the ghost train. I went on the ghost train. And it was actually so scary. <laughs> it was screaming, and closing eyes and stuff. 
My most bad fan. When you um, go on the ghost train and it's really scary, do you go, Oh, this is so scary! Hey, shut up, Catherine. You can't talk. Get, get this, Jasmine. <laughs> I love, I love a ghost train. I love it. I, I love hate it. Them, I hate and them. Catherine refused to go on it, so I've literally had to drag her on. Uh, when we, we, Brighton, we went on one <laughs> when we were doing a rabbit hole there. And it wasn't even ghost really. It was just lots of models that sat up. But you still <laughs> cacked your pants. You cacked your. It was poopo caca everywhere. I don't like the anticipation of it. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. So don't, don't please don't mock. Friend of the show, Jasmine. I'm not marking her. She is braver than you will ever be. Oh, well. Than you will ever be. Well, I hope you had a great day, Jasmine. Thank you very much. Did you, you go on the waltzer? Why is she talking funny? Uh, I'm not. Do you know what the waltzer Did you go on the waltzer? Did you go on the waltzer? You know what that is? That's the one where it's got little sort of cars that spin around. Scream louder oh. if you want to go faster. Yeah. I hate it. I hate everything that spins. The only thing I like, I used to like, uh, the only thing I like at the uh, the fair of the Dodgems. Love the, oh, I love the Dodgems. What about Hook a Duck? Do you Hook a Duck? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't do any of the games because they're a con. The games are a con. My kids insist on doing the games. And one day I will t- I will let them know they are being ripped off mercilessly. They are a con. Um, did you win any prizes, Jasmine? No, normally I don't play. Not anymore. Because mm. yeah, I just can't okay. win. Yeah. Okay. Makes a good point. Well made. Um, what would you like to say to us this evening? Um, I bought some the hourglasses. The hourglasses? <laughs> what do you... Yeah, 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 it's quite... Yeah, your voice is quite boomy. I'm going to say something I don't normally say. Could you move move your mouth slightly away from the phone? Is it bad for now? Yes, I can understand the words. <laughs> I moved <laughs> to the big so. Oh, is it? Okay. So, what, what, what did you say? You're phoned in for what? I bought virtual reality glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. What, what, to play games on? To watch uh, blueies? What for? Um, you know, it's a little one which I can plug my mobile phone into. And I can play games and watch um, films and stuff. I'm really looking forward. Oh, okay. I know the one. So you put your mobile phone in like a cardboard box. Uh, they're good. They're yeah. good. I've seen. I've. Uh, I've seen those. And um, yeah, I've got on my VR thing. I've got um, Netflix, so you can lie lie back uh, <laughs> on the bed. You just watch Netflix is in front of you. That's awesome, right? Wow. That's that's living the dream, Jasmine. But aren't you going to get square eyes? Because that's quite close. <laughs> what are you laughing at? It's a serious condition. When did they do away with the little paddle pool before you went into the main swimming pool, the Veruca pool? Mm. It always used to be, you won't remember this, Sam, you're too young, but there used to be, Did before you went into the main pool, there was like a little foot bath that you'd walk through. The bleach. And it, There's still a thing in a lot of places. Not in any of the pools that I've been to in the last few years. Oh, I've, I still see them all over the place. Oh, I would always hop over it. You get um, foot aids <laughs> in there, it's disgusting. Imagine drinking that water. Don't drink it, what are you drinking it for? How much would you, how much would you have to be paid to drink the water in the foot cleaning pool? Um... 25 quid. Sam, <laughs> can you beat that? Uh, I'd do it for 20. <laughs> Catherine, back to you. For the whole thing, though. Or just a, a, glass, a gulp. A oh, glass. easy, yeah. 
All right. I, uh, well, I, I would do it for 25, but I would tell them. Well, hang on. You've got to beat Sav. Sav's gone down to 20. Can you beat 20? Uh. Nah, I can't be bothered. Sam, you get to drink that water. Thank Congrats. you very much. Thank you. I'd like a video of that and uh, we'll see. Bottoms up. Um. Anything? Did we well, did we get to the point of what she called in for? This yeah, delightful she's fruitcake. About she's just showing off. Glasses, she's yeah. showing off because she's got technology. In her advanced age. She's showing off. Well, Jasmine, um, thank you for that. Don't go watching any blueies. <laughs> I would try to. Okay, thank you, Jasmine. Always nice to talk to you. I'm glad you're calling in more. Oh three, four four. Four nine nine one thousand. Everybody's teasing David Babcock online oh. about how threads gets worse. It does. It, it does get significantly worse after the bit he stopped at. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Catherine, what have you brought to tonight's party, please? So many <coughs> interesting stories. This you'll like. <coughs> We've all received those emails promising huge riches, right? And I know you've had a lot of fun with uh, email scams. We got one today. Just got one another one today saying, um. Seeing you giving yourself joy. Yeah, yeah, one of those porny ones. We've got your password and this is emails coming from your email account. You better give us some bitcoins, otherwise we're gonna, uh, we're gonna share a picture of you knocking one out. <laughs> Mate, I, it, do you know what? I've got no more shame. Just share everything. Just put it all out there, buddy. Come on. You'd be interested to see what it looks like. As long as we can give up I've some of our hard. <laughs> God, I bet you're off. Online scam. What scabbing... I do is I have the. Uh, I do it at night, so it's dark outside. I have the curtains open, but a light behind me, so there's a strong reflection in the window. Uh, I don't get it. I'm looking at the reflection of myself. Oh. Pleasure in myself in an open window. But, um, people walking by be able to see me. <laughs> As you were. Online scamming is big business and regularly succeeds in conning innocent people out of huge chunks of their life savings and leaving their plans for the future in tatters, yeah. says the mirror. Yeah, yeah. But when student Ross Walsh opened one such email from a big business banker asking for a thousand pounds in exchange for half his business, he not only replied with an intention to invest, but countered with an offer of fifty thousand pounds to really get the business off the ground. Wow. In sweet revenge for all of us who hate those messages, it was all part of Ross's plan to turn the situation for good and it's the third time he's pulled it off. It all started when 22-year-old Ross was contacted by Solomon Gundy, who was looking to get a fellow enthusiastic businessman. Oh, Solomon Grundy? Wasn't Solomon Grundy Superman's, one of Superman's nemeses? Don't know. Or was he not in the Archers? Mm, no, Solomon Grundy isn't. No, Solomon Grundy is one of Superman's nemeses. And the only reason I know that is from the great, and here's a band that no one talks about anymore. In fact, I'm doing the voice. What band? What band am I doing the voice from? Uh, Crash Test Dummies. Yes, ma'am. The first Crash Test Dummies album. There's a song on there, Superman. What a song. Okay. What a song. I mean, miserable as hell. Yeah, standard. But, um... I'll play a snatch. You do your thing and I'll play a snatch. Anyway, this fella, Solomon Gundy, was looking to get a fellow enthusiastic businessman on board for his stock trading enterprise, as reported by the BBC. He brags about his turnover of £35,000 last week, but quickly dispels suspicions as to why he'd need £1,000 by generously suggesting it would be to teach young people his envious, uh, enviable business knowledge. 
Ross replied to say, a thousand pounds was an insult and attached fake proof of payment to Solomon for 50 grand to get the ball rolling. Okay. Unsurprisingly, a swift response stated Solomon hadn't got the money in his account yet. And Ross from County Kilkenny in the Republic of Ireland told him the bank had blocked the transaction as they thought it was a scam. He took things even further by suggesting they talk in code to avoid the taxman and replaced business speak with terminology from the sport of hurling. I said they don't want to release the funds unless they see a small sum of money going from his account to mine to prove it isn't a scam, said Ross, and he fell for it. When £25 landed in his account, he donated it to the Irish Cancer Society before leaving Solomon with one final message. Still speaking in their cleverly crafted code, Ross wrote, Solomon, I want to give you some advice. One thing you need to understand about county final, which is the code for business, is never trust <coughs> a short puck. Sorry? Never sh trust a short puck out, brackets, transaction. I want to waste their time so they're not wasting anyone else's, Ross added. Sometimes you have to fight fire with fire. It doesn't work. You've got to fight fire with water or, or a phone. Listen to, listen, to, listen to this. This is, you'll hate this. You'll pull faces. You'll okay. go, ooh, this is a great song. Here we go. Listen to this. This is Crash Test Dummies. This is great. You'll pull a face. Ooh, don't like it. Stop being a dick. Listen, listen. Tarzan wasn't a ladies' man. He'd just come along and scoop him up under his arm like that. Quick as a cat in the jungle. So, Sam hates it. You're, you're a kid, you don't count. Catherine hates it. I, I knew you would. No, there was a real gent He would not be caught sitting around in no jungle ski Dumb as an doing nothing Comes the chorus, catchy chorus <coughs> The beat gonna drop Shut up Superman <laughs> I had to press the dump button there, sorry Yeah <coughs> Disrespectful. 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 Uh, Solomon Grundy is from Batman, says Kev. Thank you, Kev, indeed. Owned. Let us, not owned, not owned. What do you mean owned? So you mean we went through all that about bloody Superman for nothing? No, not through nothing. Listen, please, please listen. Please shut up and listen. Here we go. Here we go, hang on. Superman never made any money Saving the world from Solomon Grundy Thank never you! Never happened, it was Batman. Um, it's a good chorus, listen to the, um, listen same to the universe. chorus. Same universe. Thank you! Thank you, Sam. Here we go, listen to the bit when the lady comes in. Here we go. Here we go, listen to when the lady comes in. Great album, first crash test on it. Like be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Outrageous. Um, oh, we've only got two minutes. Let's go to Susan. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Katarina. I'm going to stop you there. We hate it when you call her Katarina. So could we stop that, oh. please? George Catherine. Yes, please, I think I think excellent. her name is probably the best way to go. Yeah. 
Well, no, if, if I was in Spain, if, if we were in Spain, yeah, but I'm not. Got... So, no, if you were in Spain, you'd call her Catherine because that's her name. Oh, no, I can't do all that. Okay, right. We'll say Catherine, okay. Um, I'm feeling a bit somber this evening, and I wonder if you could tell me something. Hmm? Just get, just, just say it, please. Let's just hear. Let's right. just, I hate these people. Me, I hate people that say, "I've got three points I want to make." But before I begin, get, 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 just, just say, just go and say it. Just do it. Just say it. Okay. This, this, okay. This boy, Leroy, this very lovely man. Okay, it's coming now, right? He never gets drunk. He never hits women. He never had an affair in 30 years of marriage. He's never been to prison. He never had a criminal record. He's never done drugs. Do you think I'll ever be able to connect with him? Because all the blokes I've been out with in the past 10 years have had these problems, social issues in their life. Do you think I'll ever be able to connect with this boy? Uh, maybe. Ian, what do you think? Ian, Ian's not here. He's just, um... Oh, Ian does that. You know, the thing is, Catherine, I, I just... I've been with such dysfunctional blokes over the past... You know, God knows... I mean, I mean, I didn't even look for them. They crossed my path. You know, they, they hit women, they went to prison, they uh, got into trouble and stuff like that. They well, got, no, maybe it's time to be a bit choosier and not just take anyone who crosses yeah. your path. Yeah, I think you're right. Okay, I'm glad we've sorted yeah. that out. Do you think that, um, but the trouble is, Catherine, he's, he's, he's a bit, I mean, I'm not being funny, he's lovely, he's very sweet, but he's boring. Okay, well, then, uh, uh, don't go out with him. No, I, I want to go out with him, but... Why? I want because he's sweet. Well, sweet doesn't cut it. You can be friends with him if he's sweet. If he's boring, it's not a good sign, is it? Well, at least he's normal and not violent. Well, because there's normal and fun. You can go for normal and fun. You don't have to go for normal and boring. I wouldn't want to go out with someone who thought I was boring. What about what he thinks? Yeah, but you're not boring, are you? Yeah, but you're he, not boring. He might, he might not be boring to someone else. Maybe just not the right fit. Mm. You see, it's his very structured, he, and he goes to church on Sunday, and he eats sausage and mash when he does his shopping at Asda. Um, every, you know, his life's so structured. Okay. I'm not like, you know, he's lovely, but I'm not like that. Okay. I just, if I want to... You don't have to have a relationship with him. No, I know I don't, but I don't want to lose him if he's nice. Well, Susan, it's something you've got to work out yourself, then. Hmm. And also, I was a little bit worried because he goes to church and he reads the Bible, and I don't do that stuff. I don't, I don't, you know, I just don't do that stuff, darling. You know, right? You know, I, 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 I don't think you need to go to church to be a good person. You know. Okay, don't go out with him then. No, uh, do you go to church? Nope, but I'm taken, Susan. So. No, I know you are, but would you, if you weren't married, would you mind if your husband or your partner went to church? Would you have a problem with that? Depends on the person. Hmm? It depends on the person, but the first and foremost, you think he's bloody boring. You don't have to go out with him. There are other men in the world. Just because he doesn't knock anybody about or he hasn't messed around doesn't mean that he's a prime candidate. He's just not for you by the sounds of things, and you know it. 
Oh. Anyway. Thank you. Well. I'm talking about this chat. It's a bit of a struggle, you know, you just you just want to do the right thing, you know? Well, don't go out with a boring man. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Here comes Dick, he's wearing a skirt. Here comes Jean, you know she's sporting a chain. Same hair, revolution, same build, evolution. Tomorrow's gonna fuss. They love each other so androgynous. Closer than you know, love each other so androgynous. Don't get him wrong, don't get him mad. Might be a father, but he sure ain't a dad. She don't need the advice that he sent to her. She's happy the way she looks. She's happy with the gender. And they love each other so androgynous. Closer than you know, love each other so androgynous. The first Crash Test Dummies album, and the second one's okay, the one with a hit. Then it turns out they made another six afterwards. I'm getting them. I'm getting them. Sam's uh, Late Night Alternative, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, Talk Radio, Phone Works, Jeffrey, Daniel, coming to you in a second. Sam, tell us what happened last night to um, uh, Daryl Morris's show after we left. And Paul Ross's. Oh, where it was. Yeah, so apparently <clears throat> just all the screens in the control room just cut out. Yeah. Um, so the whole thing crashed. They couldn't really play anything. Yeah. And it turns out um, that there was a power cut and they were off air for like an hour and 45 Just the radio minutes. stations or the whole News Corp building? I don't know. Cause he said that it, like, it wasn't like a full-on power cut because there was still stuff on. It, like He then was trying to fill tr- to get things working. Who's, who's this he he's John, talking about? John, 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 Johnny Hurt. Okay. Yeah. And he pressed, he, he pressed one button in here and it then made the lights in the studio just completely go. Wow. <laughs> Why do we get the crap failures like the phone collapse? Why don't we get the lights and the power going? I want that, man. Of course, well, Daryl and Paul will both know being professionals, they don't get paid for a shift if that happens. They've not done a full show, so they do not get paid for a shift. Let's go to Jeffrey. Good evening, Jeffrey. Oh, hello. Good evening. 
Good evening, Jeffrey. What can we do for you tonight? Oh, nothing. I just was calling to say uh, I've not been listening to radio the last couple of months because I've been working, oh. which most of the time I don't do. I find it quite difficult most of the time. Yes. But um, when I get a good idea, I sit down and I start writing a story. And once the start, I just can't stop. Yeah. And um, the whole thing is entirely inspired by my daughter. Yes. Because uh, she had like time homework, you know, it was discussing all these different things, and yeah. it set me off. And uh, so it's entirely dedicated to her. Brilliant. And I hope that maybe I make a couple of quid out of it. But it'd be just nice to get it published and not have to pay to get it published. Yeah. No, just have it published. Okay. And that I think would satisfy me. And as you may have detected yes. from my calls over the time, I'm yes. I'm bipolar. I don't think I've ever spoken to you before, have I, Jeffrey? Oh, jeez, man, you've spoken to me like, yeah. You've, you've actually met me once as well at one of your shows, just for a picky and a hang high. On, yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What show did we yeah. meet at? Manchester came in my daughter. She's like a teenager and she was obviously the youngest person. Manchester! Oh, okay, <laughs> yes, I do remember. Have you phoned us before, though? I've phoned you like, yeah, you, about eight times over the last year. I no, guess. you have not. I have. I when have was the, you haven't phoned us for a while. When was the last time you phoned? No, that's what I mean. I've been busy. I've been flat out busy for like two months. Okay, so I well then this radio. is why. I certainly remember you and your daughter coming to uh, Manchester. Yeah, okay, yeah. We had right. a picture taken in front yeah. of the Jimmy Savile. Yeah, the uh, Jimmy Savile totem pole. Yes, yeah, I remember that right, very, very okay, well. Okay, so, I've, got, I've got you. Yeah. I can place you. I can place you and your daughter. Oh, thank now. you. Thank you. That's nice. I said to her, she didn't believe me. But I said, if we ever went to enough one of your shows, they'd recognise us, not because of me, because I'm just some geezer and I, yeah. I'm just, I look pretty great. But, um, <laughs> you know, she, uh, I do, man, you know. I'm You're great. a good looking guy. I remember this guy. I this guy's be, hot. I used to be, yeah. Uh, we all get older, Jeffrey, and it all, you know, it all starts sagging. I'm hoping to revitalise myself in a couple of years when those children are finished. When they're, uh, up. when they're finished growing up, when they've gone to uni. I don't think they ever finish growing up. You mean when they move out? Uh, they don't live with me anyway. Okay. I have to stay nearby because yeah. they still need me. So. You're a responsible dad. Well done. Uh, well, we have to be, don't we? Yeah, we do. We do. But I not everybody know. is. Uh, not everybody is, so well done. Uh, I, mate, I can't even talk to them people half the time, to be honest. I know, but so you've been. So what? What is this? Well, it's, listen. Thank you for coming to the show. We're coming back to Manchester again next next year. It'd be great I'd to like see to you and your daughter you again. again. I'd like to come and see you again. And to be honest, uh, I still have the ticket from the last one. Oh. It is tucked away on the mantelpiece. There That's like a little bit of. Hey, I did like it, and if nothing else, mate, I don't go out very often due to my condition. I, yeah. I really, you know, I live at home. I work at home. Yeah, and um, it's a bit isolated. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, thank but you for I've making got, the effort to come out and see you. us, then. Yeah, and do you know what? I'm going to come and see you again the next time you say, oh, yeah. you'll okay. recognise. I will. I will. Okay, so tell us about this book, then. Story. Well, I can't say too much. Oh. It's an alternate, it's just it's an alternate timeline, I suppose. Oh, you're beautiful. Beautiful. It's, it's like, it's a historical drama. She came back with some, oh, it was like English history, yes. and it was all politics, and it was all like, hmm, Dad, what, what would have happened if, and do you know what, no one ever said that to me before. Yeah. And like, I've heard all the usual propositions, you know, what if, what if, I don't know, the Germans won the Second World War, or whatever, we've all seen that one, haven't we? Yeah. But the thing she came up with is entirely unique, and the really nice thing about this is that she's now 
like having seen me writing like this, she's now inspired herself, and she's writing at a much better level than I ever will. So isn't that good? That's brilliant. Well, good for her. So how are you going to get this? Mm. Um, what are you going to do with this book then? Luckily, I've got a sister who works in libraries and she works with people who used to be in publishing and she's going to run it through them for me because okay. I don't I don't know what to do. I, did, I have sort of vaguely published things before, but not really for profit, you know, just to like, just to make the goddamn get point. Get rich, become the new J.K. Rowling, get, get millions and please, please, when you get millions, give me and Catherine some of those millions, please, I'm begging you, please. Um, I might buy some merch. Ooh, that'll work. Merch is good. Uh, merch is good. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll yes. buy merch, but only... Do you still do them cards? You still do the membership cards, or is that finished? Now? I might have a few... I might have a few spare tucked down the oh, back of the sofa. Like, if I was to slip you, like, a copy of my book, mm, would you maybe... If there was a £20 note slipped inside that copy <laughs> of the book that you were slipping to me, oh, Jeff. Mate, it, yeah. it should cost more than that. Isn't it's it? Very exactly. Good book. Isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, they're, they're very good membership cards. I love your cheek. Thank I you love so you much. too, Jeffrey. Nice to talk I'm to you. Good speaking, to you, mate. Thanks. Thank you, mate. Thank you. There you go. I remember Jeffrey and his daughter. We're doing more sh another show in a uh, new venue in Manchester. We're just sorting the dates out. Sorting the dates out on for next year. Brighton, actually, Brighton is almost sort. Brighton, Birmingham, Cardiff, Glasgow, Manchester. Uh, another show in London, possibly a show in Luton and Bath. I think that might be it. Well, we're going to look at one in Liverpool as well. We'll look at Liverpool. Um, just finalising the dates, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll uh, be able to announce all the dates. They're in slight, they're all in different venues from the ones that we've normally done, which is very, very exciting. I haven't played Cardiff before, Catherine, as a, as a duo, so that will be uh, an experience to see if anybody wants to come along. And we will hopefully have the records to uh, to sell. The records are being manufactured. Everybody that's ordered one, thank you for your patience. They are being manufactured. They will be with you soonish. Good evening, Daniel. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, you know, like the, the the future in the future, there will be no passwords, no user names, and no passwords. Yes. Daniel, you on, you're not on speakerphone or anything, are you? No. It's not a great line. Could you put your mouth nearer the phone hole? Uh, let me just open the window just a second. Let's go open the window, shout. Okay, it's not the phone, it's not the window that's the... Are you listening better now? I'm listening much better now, thank you. Turns out it was it the works, window. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the phone in, is on the, the other future, side of the window. Yes. In the future there will be no passwords. Because a guy in the United States called Steve Gibson, he has a podcast called Security Now. Yes. He invented a, a way of uh, logging in without username and without password. It's called Secure, Quick, Reliable Login, yes. SQRL. And thing is, you just use your phone and you scan a QR code in the, in the screen. That doesn't sound very safe to me. Yeah, you know, right now the most important thing is dual factor authentication. You you put your password and also you get a, a PIN number on your mobile phone and then you enter that PIN number. How? That's called dual factor authentication. How do you get into your mobile phone? 
Yeah, you, you need to have a mobile phone. Yeah, like, but if the password is in your phone, how do you unlock it if there's no password? No, no, you put the password and then you get an SMS. Oh, there is a password, right. So there is a password involved. But but now there's a system that you just, with your mobile, you just scan the QR well, code. But this is what Catherine is saying. But when you first get your mobile phone and it's locked, how do you unlock that? Well, I don't know the details, but the... Ah. The, the guy Steve Gibson from this Security Now podcast. From Bullshit Security. He, he, he has thousands of engineers working on it. And he has, Does he? he? Has a, and he like, manages to make a podcast too. Let's have a look. Security yeah. Now. And you know, like when you shuffle a, a, a backup card, yes, like sir. 50, 52 cards. 52 cards, yes, sir. You know, you shuffle the deck of cards. It is almost impossible someone will shuffle the cards in the same way, the sequence my, of the cards. My friend Pete Heat could shuffle the cards in the same way. No, because yes. it's very unlikely. You, you know, the possibilities are is 52 factorial. My That's friend Pete Heat, who is one of the best magicians in the world, he could shuffle the deck of cards in exactly the same way every single time. Uh, no, I don't believe It's true. Know. Have you never seen magic? <laughs> the thing is, is an astonishing number of possible shuffled cards yes shuffle the decks you know it's 52 times 51 times 50 you know and you keep on till okay. you get one Can, sorry so. I'm sorry I'm asking the wrong questions here's the question I mean to ask why are you telling us this Daniel uh, actually I'm trying to lose weight oh. and someone told me if you drink lemon tea with lemon you lose weight. And today I was uh, watching BBC Breakfast, and uh, the page of The Guardian was yellow, like the fin Financial Times, because of the CO2. And I thought, no, this is because of the lemon. So I, I got confused, you know, confused.com. Right. Is the Financial <laughs> Times pink? But I don't know why this thing with Agatha Christie, you know, the Bible The Bible is the most published book in the world, the Bible. Right. The, the, holy, the holy Bible. I thought it was John Gaunt's autobiography, Ag Undaunted. <laughs> then Agatha Christie. Who? Agatha Christie is the second bestseller in the world. Yeah. And they were talking about Walker Christie. I, don't, I didn't understand. Here we go. Which but Did which you just holy? say Wagatha Christie? Which? I think it's because someone had a, a social network account. Yeah. And the, someone okay. was telling the, the stories. Okay. So, again, if I can just refer you to my previous question, why are you telling us about um, a security system that involves unlikely. cards? It's very unlikely. 52 times 51 times 50 times 49 times 48 times 40. Till you get to one, it's such a huge number. But then you times it by zero. The, nobody will shuffle the. Pete, he could. In the same. But, but that's the trick. That's yeah, not, that's a trick. That's a trick. So a con man, a con man could. Why are you? Ta I'm, I'm getting. It's, it's like I'm tripping. And I'm, I'm following your, your finger instead of looking at the picture. Why are you telling us this? Because it's important. You know, it's better than dual factor. My password, my password, I'll tell you my password, 6969, for everything. For Monkey, ev Monkey or Daniel. Daniel is the actual password. It's on the 57. Your password is Monkey or Daniel? Monkey is uh, most used and more used than Daniel, but Daniel and Teresa, they, they are used as passwords. 
you know. Shit. There is always six letters, you know, and Daniel with six letters. Monkey with six letters, or one, two, three, four, five, six. Mine's Monkey Daniel, one, two, three, four, five, six. Mine is Daniel Monkey, 69. Daniel and Teresa without age. He's also used as a pastor. Okay. Um, and you're, you're fascinated? It's secure, secure, quick, reliable login, S-Q-R-L. Okay, and your fascination with passwords is because... I'm trying to lose weight, I'm trying to lose weight. Because you're trying to lose weight. Pete has texted it, tweeted him, Pete says, Please let Daniel know that the seagull has swallowed the herring and the ice cream van will be outside the Vatican on Christmas morning. It says he'll know, <laughs> he'll know what that means. Yeah, he can email me that. Okay. Thank you so much for your call, Daniel. Appreciate it. Bye always, bye. always good to get updates on cybersecurity from an utter fruitcake. Uh, this is Talk Radio. The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. Very confused about something. I'm, I'm about to say something that maybe I don't want to say. Isn't it? We won't get this in story. Mike, I don't know. It looks like it might be an old story. So, there's, uh, okay. So, I like, during the break, I'll go on Twitter and I'll often look at, like, what's trending and stuff. And I'm fascinated by this Rebecca Vardy, not fascinated, I'm, I'm diverted by this Rebecca Vardy, Colleen uh, Rooney thing. And I know that Danielle Lloyd has been mentioned in it. She's a model. She, yeah, because she said something on this morning. And then it says in my trending, trending in United Kingdom, hashtag Pringles, trending with hashtag Danielle Lloyd. Do you know about this, Catherine? You're, you're smiling as though you know. And every, basically everyone is going, oh my God, I can't believe it. Now, the only thing I can find is it would appear... Okay, here's one from Crazy Diamond underscore. I'm going to change the, the word. How have I only just learned that Danielle Lloyd's fella was eating Pringles out of her... Fanny, I'm never going to unsee this. Now, apparently, I don't want to speak ill of the, 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 the you know, maybe it's a, you know, the um, Marianne Faithful Mars Bar thing. You know, that's not true. That's that is that is a, a is a fake story that was made up to um, to shame her when the, when the Stones were raided for drugs. That's a fake story. So maybe this might be a fake story, and if it is, I'm I'm perpetuating the thing. But then I just googled it. And apparently a picture was leaked from her private collection in 2018 of that happening. Right. What a world. What a world we live in. Because, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tread very carefully, I love, I love me some Pringles. I love me a bit of the old F, but... I would never combine the two. I like a dip, but I wouldn't combine the two. I find if I eat too many Pringles, it, it has a very abrasive effect on the corner of my mouth. Yeah, you, well, you can your, your lips get sore, don't they? Um, I'm assuming was she doing like the whole duck mouth thing? Well, I don't. How, 
when did Sam start taking it further than we did? <laughs> Flipping heck! Daniel Lloyd at the time wrote on Twitter, Yes, my iCloud has again been hacked by some scumbag and this is now in the hands of my lawyers again. I will not be made to feel embarrassed, but thankful the website's been taken down already. Anyone finding this funny, well, shame on you. Your personal stuff should be safe. Well... Fair play. Saving someone's pictures is terrible. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, um, you know, we all have our little strange things that we get up to, and well done her for feeling no shame about it. I'm not in any way trying to shame her, because uh, it's absolutely right. No, no shame in whatever we do with our body, as long as we're doing it and we're, we're consenting with ourselves or we're consenting with the person next to us. Beautiful, fine. But that's a straight. That is a strange. Listen, I've done some pretty freaky shiz man i've done some far out stuff but pringles pringles um you go skips instead wouldn't you um just if i click on photos no come okay. on let's go to Catherine. good evening Catherine. Hello, how are you? Very well. Got a bit of a sore throat. The old voice is getting a little bit dicky dick dicks. Yeah, I haven't signed in for a while because the cancer. Oh my treatment. god, I've just seen the picture! Stop oh it. Oh my god! Oh, 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 Kath, come join Kath, me. Catherine was just telling you something really important. I know, Catherine. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ka ka but Catherine. Catherine. No. Catherine. Yep. Come here. Gosh. Have you seen it, Sam? Sorry, Catherine. I was, that just popped up and that has <laughs> really, uh... Anyway, what I wanted yeah, to sorry, tell Catherine. you... Yes, sorry, Catherine. you go. Yes. I got your book. Which is brilliant. Thank you very much. Well done. Thank <laughs> you. You've given £5.98 to the Samaritan, so thank you. Yeah. Um, it cost me sixteen How come it cost that much? I don't know. I went through Lulu. Oh. That's what they charged me. I don't know about that. It's twelve ninety nine. That, was that with post? Maybe that was postage. I don't know. Yeah, it was with postage. Yeah. Okay. But I'm pleased with it anyway. How do I get hold of your album because my strength is a bit you sound very tired yeah this is what happens well th th there is no album there is going to be a single the single is um we we're getting it manufactured it's going to be another six seven weeks right okay um before we we've sold the first 100 uh when we get it in we will um let people know how they can buy it Brilliant. Okay. Is there any way that I'd miss that? Because I don't want to miss you it. You won't miss it. We Trust me. We've got, we got 250 of the buggers. I suspect we're going to be talking about this in the year 2035. <laughs> okay. So don't worry. We will put one aside for you, Catherine. Oh. Okay. How come you, you sound, uh, with, with respect, you sound terrible tonight, Catherine. You, what, what have you been doing today? Nothing. I've been in bed all day. Oh, mate. You sound, you sound really tired. I am. Um, I've been listening, actually been listening to talk radio all day. Oh, God, that'll do it. <laughs> uh, I just feel really rough. Yeah, I do. Is there anything that you can do that kind of helps in these situations? Um, sometimes I colour. Uh, oh, yeah. Big colourer. Yeah. Um, 
I'm a big spiritual reader, so I read a lot of Buddhism. Okay. Uh, are you uh, are you a fan of the audio book? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm really getting into the audio books. Both me and Catherine are listening to um, the Demi Moore autobiography. That's some that's some oh, story. I love those. I've just well, my husband's just bought myself a Kindle. Okay. And I've got. I read an author called C.J. Sansom. Yes. And I'm waiting to put his book on there, but I can't seem to load it up. Oh, I don't know how those things work. No, I'm going to find my sister-in-law. Get your sister-in-law to do it, because I do not know how those things work. It's a mystery to me. I, I've got no clue. So she's, <laughs> she's the be-all and all there. I don't get it. I don't. I like a good book, and I like listening to stuff on my on my phone when I'm driving in. Yeah. Catherine, take care of yourself. It's really nice to talk to you, and thank you for supporting the Samaritans. Oh, thank you. Thank, thank you very you. much indeed. Thanks, take thank care. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Sam, check your email. Um, have you checked it? Good night. Um, <clears throat> Take a minute. Okay, well, just keep the microphone open. Okay, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. People, don't don't send me right. You're getting muted. I don't I don't need to see any of these now. You're muted. Um, okay. Gosh, let's, let's, let's play a trail. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. Here we go. Memory expert claims anyone can improve their recollection powers. They've already used the word memory, so they don't want to use memory again, so they put mm. recollection. Recall, see, that's not a thing. Powers of recall. Improve their recollection power by following a few simple techniques and reveals his top tips to remember the name of every person you meet. Now, I don't know if this would work with me because I've got facial dyslexia, but we'll see. How many times have you met somebody for the first time only to forget their name within seconds of them introducing themselves. All the time. All the time. It's a frustrating... Paul, I'll come to you in a second. It's a frustrating and embarrassing situation many of us have found ourselves in. But according to a memory expert, there are a few simple techniques we can employ to ensure we never suffer those awkward moments again. California-based Chester Santos, known as the international man of memory in his own household, firmly <laughs> believes no one has a bad one. Rather, they simply don't ha have the right skills to make theirs work as effectively. Memory, I believe. He has spent the last 11 years, it must be tired, teaching people the techniques he believes work best to improve memory. And it is the, per how would you remember those techniques, though? That's the question. And it is, and is the personal memory and mind coach to a number of celebrities, politicians, professional athletes, and easily led. 
Chester believes just one hour of his coaching is enough to improve a person's ability to retain information because, he says, once you use the right technique and correct approach to committing things to memory, you'll notice an immediate difference right away. Remembering things is a skill. Most people don't have any technique, any way of committing things to memory. They just think they were born with a good one or a bad one. Using, oh my gosh, what a strange looking gentleman. Using these sorts of techniques, you're activating more areas within your brain, building more connections in your mind to the information than you normally would. So you're likely to retain more than you would. Okay, so let's get the tips. So this is the, this reporter here says, I call Chester, who is this reporter? Let's, let's, um, name them. Haley Richardson says, I call Chester in Miami from my desk in London. Um, having started off on the best foot after I ironically forgot we had an interview scheduled. Oh. Consequently, I wasn't too optimistic that Chester, um, okay, let's get to the, uh, let's get to the techniques. He won the U.S. Memory Championships in 2008 and represented the country at the 17th World Memory Championship in 2007. Um, tell us how you do it. Tell us how you do it. We used to remember the phone numbers of families and friends. And when I was growing up, my parents would give me emergency numbers. Nowadays, you give someone one number and they can't remember it. Some struggle to remember their own. Okay, yeah, you're right. Um... <clears throat> All right, Catherine, I'm going to do this on you, right? So he says we begin our session with a warm up. Let's take Paul, and then we're going to we're going to improve your memory. Okay, okay. Um, we're going to we're going to we're going to help you out because you're getting a little bit um, annoying in your old age. Good evening, Paul. Hi, Ian. Hello, Paul. Good to speak to you again. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can remember, but I phoned up a couple of weeks ago about um, one hit wonders, and I said that my friend Steve, um, who was in Doctor and the Medics, yes. Um, oh, I do remember. Yes, and I'm in a band with him at the moment. And um, I also said that he was—he um, makes a bit of money out of when I say money, hundreds as opposed to thousands. Yes. But he makes a bit of money because he wrote some songs for Vic and Bob. Yeah, yeah. So I found out what he wrote, and um, I have to say it doesn't mean much to me, well, but I know you're a bit of a fan, so yeah. it might mean something to you. So he to- tells me that he wrote the theme tune um, to Vic and Bob's Big Night Out. Shut the front door, really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> you are kidding me. That's an I I'm not being sarcastic. Hang on a minute. That's <laughs> this. He wrote this. The masterpiece. Wow, this is brilliant. Is his name? Steve Maguire. That's right, yeah. Give us, give us Maguire's other hits, come on. Oh, Mr. Hairdresser. Oh, Mr. Hairdresser. Give me a haircut, cause I'm worth it. Make it easy on the eyes, so that the people of the world can live in peace. (laughs) Yes, mate, I know, hang on a minute. This is incredible. (laughs) This is incredible. Hang on a minute, here we go, here we go. This is this. Oh, Mr. Hairdresser, 
And the other, the only other one he did, I think he co-wrote "Oh, Mr. Songwriter" as well. Oh, well, well that's kind of the same. <laughs> kind that of one. the same. Oh, is it the same? Is it exactly the same? It's, ah, right, uh, there you go. It, it's this. Here we go. Hang on. It's, it's, it's... <laughs> this is better, actually. This is better than Mr. Hairdresser. Here we go. Oh, it's exactly the same. It's exactly, let me find, let me, there's got to be a better version. Hang on, here we go. This is it. This is it. This is a better version. Oh, no, it's not. That's a, there's uh, one where he sings, oh, Mr. Carpenter, uh, do me a chair or something so the people of the world can have a good sit down. <laughs> the tender song, ladies and gentlemen, for you. Steve, I pre- that, that song got sung a lot at Drunken Stone Nights <laughs> at College. So thank you, Steve. Oh, that's great, Paul. No, that's good stuff. I, I didn't realise you were such a big fan. But oh, since... like, listen, the, the big I'm a big fan of Vic and Bob. Oh, that's I've great. had the great pleasure of working with both of them a, a few times. And um, Bob Mortimer wrote the forward to the, the book that uh, Catherine was just talking about. Oh, uh, that and, right? and oh Vic Reeves' Big Night Out, man alive. That was when I, that was kind of that for me was my seeing David Bowie on top of the pop. Everyone oh, talks about, fabulous. well, the first time I saw David Bowie on top of the pops, I realised there was someone out there <laughs> like me. That is Vic Reeves' Big Night Out. First time I saw that, it was like, oh my God, there are others who think like me. I wow. Had, uh, Vic, uh, Vic Reeves' Big Night Out, volume two on video. Oh, and I used to take it, I remember taking it to my mates for, uh, we were having a sleepover and they all looked at me blankly and I went, what? What? This is brilliant. And it was like, I'd fa- yeah, like you say, I found my thing. I thought they were yeah. wonderful. Yeah, fabulous. Oh, thank well, you for that, Paul. Tell, no, we'll good. send him our best and tell him thank you. I, I absolutely will do. The, the band, by the way, we're called the B-Siders, and we just do cover versions of B-Sides, so that's, you know, it's quite an interesting well, it? I like bands with a concept. Band. I like bands with a concept. What, yes. what, give us give us some of the B-Sides you're doing. Well, I mean, this is the thing. There, there's loads of songs that started off as B-Sides Ladies that and gentlemen, actually I become g- massive. I give you I give you God Only Knows by the Beach Boys. Yes, and we don't do that one yet, but that is possibly yeah. one that we're going to try and do. Yeah, Green Onions. Yeah, oh, wow. I don't know, I can't remember who does Step, that now. Stepping Stone by the Monkeys, Step, that was we, B-side. Yeah, that's on the set list, that's on the set list. I love it. Um, Gloria by um, Van Morrison, was Revolution it, by the Beatles. Wasn't Never My Love by the Association B-side? Oh, don't that's know about that one. amazing song. Yes, the model by Kraftwerk, we do that one. There's a B side, was it? Was, it, no, was that like a B side? Then they, they, yeah. they flipped it. Some that's jocks right. flipped that's it. That's right. M- Maggie May, Rod Stewart started off as a B side. Wow, what a great idea for a band. Where are you playing, <laughs> Paul? Sorry, Where, whereabouts are you playing? You got any gigs lined up? Yes, well, we've 
it's we've only got we've got our second one coming up on Saturday just outside Peterborough. We're based in Peterborough, so okay. we're on Facebook and stuff, and we've got a gig next week in Leicester, and Paul, another one in Peterborough coming up. Tweet so. me a link, and I will retweet it. And oh, um, thanks, Ian. Uh, uh, no, thank you, mate. That's I like bands with a concept. My the band <laughs> I was in, our concept was we played rock songs, and they were all translated into Japanese. You've, you've not lived until you've Fantastic. heard Jet and Detroit Rock City sung in Japanese with a horn section in the back. <laughs> so um, I'm a, I, I, I would be a big fan of your band, Paul. So I wish you the best, Good of that, mate. Oh, thank you very much. Much appreciated. Cheers, Paul. Thank you. There you go. Look at that. A little brush with, um, stardom, perhaps too strong a word, but certainly those songs had a great... Because they wrote the theme tunes of Vic Reeves' Big Night Out, and I'm yeah. Mr. Songwriter. Well done. Oh, three, four... That's really, um, that's made my night. I can see a few of you reminiscing about that on Twitter. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. The switchboard is empty. Uh, we're going to improve Catherine's memory in a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll improve yours as well, Sam, actually. Can you uh, remember the name of the international man of memory? Carlos Mendez. No. Carlos the Jackal. No. It was Carlos Santana. No. Mexico. No. Talk radio. The radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. We could be dreaming and meeting each other in our dreams. On Talk Radio. Okay, so, um, right, so we're going to begin the session with a warm-up visualisation exercise. This is for you as well, Sam, okay? Um, Chester encouraged me to imagine yourself, right, are you paying attention? What are you doing? Working. Working? No one works on this show, kid, come on. We know know the score. So this is what you have to do. Imagine yourself, you're in in a familiar room. And that you are, right, so you're in a familiar room, okay? Just imagine yourself in it, okay? Okay. What room are you in, Catherine? Um, I'm in my living room. Okay. Uh, what room are you in, Sam? Catherine, Catherine's living room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my bedroom. Okay. Now you've got to imagine that you're being joined by Vladimir Putin uh-huh. and Donald Trump. Oh, God, why? I don't know. For a party. If, no, well, no, no. Um... Now I want you to imagine them chucking custard pies at each other. So mm. we've got Vladimir Putin. You can do this at home as well, dear listener. If you're driving, just just close your eyes. No, don't. Not when you're driving. Oh well. Okay. okay. You know, if it's a straight road, um, <laughs> just so Sam, you're going to say something. No? You leant towards your microphone. Oh, he does this all the and time. And opened your just, mouth. It's just a nice resting. Yeah. Sometimes he's just, just showing interest, and he goes, "What are you going to say?" Nothing. Sorry? Crack on. Was that me you were doing? Eating the hay. What an absolute outrage. I'm trying to help you, idiots. Custard. C- custard pies. Right. The point of this exercise is to highlight... Did you... So, did you see them? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The point of this exercise, says Chester, is to... I'm going to do it in an American accent, because it might make it more authentic. The point of this exercise is to highlight how... Now powerful- in an American accent? The point, the point of this exercise oh. is to highlight how powerful our visual memory can be. When dealing with people, we tend to be pretty good at remembering faces we've seen at parties or on the TV, but not so good when it comes to names. Uh-huh. This makes a lot of sense because when you're interacting, you always see the face, the visage. When you what? When you what now? Interacting. 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 Ah. 
is recorded into our visual memory. But at no point do you say the name. It's more abstract to the brain. Huh? One way of getting better at remembering names or pieces of information is changing it into visuals. So Mike could be a microphone. Alice could be a rabbit from Alice in Wonderland. Um, think of things as well to rhyme with the guy's name. Such as a chain for Jane. Visualizing something to represent the name will make it more memorable to you. Okay, after visualizing, I'm not really sure this is going to go now. Um, after visualizing Trump and Putin, Chester tries to engage more of the senses, senses such as smell and taste. What do the pies taste like? Can you smell the pies? I don't like custard pies. Okay. I love them. There's no such thing as a custard pie. It's just shaving foam. And how was I supposed to imagine Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump throwing them if they're not real? They were real, the ones he was throwing. Um, okay. Let me guess. Okay, here are the, st- here are the stages. <clears throat> okay, right, so we've warmed, I don't think there's any more exercises. Um, ah! Mm. <clears throat> yep. I still need to remember some words. Cloud, bicycle, elephant, watermelon, cat, egg, rabbit, mud, bird, whistle, jungle, turkey, computer, sword, and pizza. Sam, tell me the words you just said. Cloud, egg, no, cloud, bicycle, egg, something. Elephant. Uh, no, don't help him. Pizza. I might have missed a couple. You got four out of one. Turkey two, is one three, of them. Five out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Catherine. Cloud. Yep. Egg. Elephant. Sword. Tool. You remember in all the phallic ones? Mm. Tool wasn't in there. Mm. I know, I was just Must thinking that. Uh, Mus- muscular? Mustard. Elephant. I'm just making up words. Uh, gre- you said elephant three times. Uh, gre- gre- greasy. Uh, okay, well, I, sh- I will do it for you potato. now. Potato. I will do it for you now. Um, cloud, bicycle. You're ele- reading it off the screen. I'm just looking that way. It's in front of Okay, they'll put a different screen on. Cloud, cloud bicycle. bicycle. Elephant, Elephant, watermelon, watermelon. cat, egg, rabbit, mud, bird, whistle. So basically, a lot of times when I recite the list of words to audiences for my presentations, people look, people look at me as if I say, as if to say, come on, man, you can't be serious. There's no way I can remember that unless you give me a lot of time to do it. But he's insistent I will know these words back to back in, back to front in the next few minutes and still remember them next week. His way of doing it is to build, okay, so you're going to remember these words, okay? So the way to do it is to build up mental cue cards to remind you of what you're trying to commit to a memory. Again, using a visual clue. Um, he encourages he encourages her writing. He encourages me to see this memory task as not as something difficult and boring, as a lot of our listeners might be thinking it is, but as a fun exercise and an opportunity to be creative and imaginative. That's going to be a problem for both of you guys, but I'm here to help. The shift in approach will make a huge difference, he says. Um, Okay, here we go. So I want you to picture a cloud up in the sky. Um, and from the cloud, a bicycle is suddenly going to drop and it lands on the ground before wheeling along by itself until it unbelievably crashes into a hel- uh, an elephant. Um, okay, right. So into into uh, an elephant, okay? That's eating an egg. No, please, Sam. Laying you, an egg. No, you, you, you missed out loads. So there's a cloud in the sky, and from that cloud drops a bicycle, which unbelievably lands on an elephant. The elephant is startled and jumps forward, and he lands and squashes a watermelon that was being eaten by a cat 
the cat is so startled, it lays an egg. The egg rolls down the hill and lands at the feet of a little bunny rabbit who is sitting in some mud. Just at that moment, a bird flies by, whistling. It then travels into the jungle, where it lands by a beautiful gobble, gobble, gobble turkey, who can't remember his password to get into his computer. Then he remembers the password is sword. Or is Monkey David. Teresa. What? Don't you remember he said that? What? David said that. Monkey and Daniel. Jesus, shut up. Hmm? The password is sword, the, and, and then they're able to go on and order delicious, lovely pizza. Sam, list the words, please. Cloud. Bicycle. Here we go. Elephant. Yes, sir. Watermelon. Hey. Uh, cat. Yeah. Egg. Oh. Um, was it bird? No. No. You've missed two out. Go from bird. Pick it up from bird. Bird, whistle... Jungle. That, oh no, ra- it was rabbit, then mud, then bird, whistle, jungle, uh, something on a computer. Sword. No! No, 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 no. Who's on the computer? Uh. Give you a clue. Oh, a turkey. Okay. <laughs> I mimed a blowjob. Turkey, is compu- was it computer? Sword, pizza. Yes, man! You did it! You did it! This guy's a genius! Kath? Yeah, that is my name. Well done. <laughs> this guy's a genius! Um, so that's how you remember people's names at parties, I think. As long as their name is Turkey, Pizza, Sword. Um, so here's how to remember names for pe- how to remember people's names. Step one, whenever you're introduced to someone, immediately repeat their name. Nice to meet you, John get into that habit it seems totally obvious but a lot of time see i do that i do and it still don't work oh. uh early on in your interaction with a new person ask them a simple question using their name to reinforce it in your mind so, for example so john i believe you're a uh, sex criminal um you don't have to keep using it over and over again take a few seconds to connect the person's name to anything you already know for example john lennon or a character from a television show or movie. You, uh, when you leave the party or, or meeting, make it a point to say goodbye to people using their names. It's going to take ages. So basically, what he's saying is, remember stuff. And I'm going to be so focused on trying to remember what he told me to do that I'm going to have forgotten what then they said their name was and not be paying any attention. Give me that list of words again, Sam. He's going to do it. This boy's going to do it. Spot right. on. Hang on a minute. Let me get it. Let me get it. Uh, here we go. Give me the list of words. So Cloud. Yes, sir. Bicycle. Yeah. Elephant. Watermelon. Uh, cat. Egg. Uh, uh, rabbit. Mud. Bird. Whistle. Jungle. Turkey. Computer. Sword. Pizza. Come on, man. We'll do it. We're going to do it in an hour. We'll do it in an hour. He's got it. This guy's a genius. Um, 
All right, there we go. Let's uh, <laughs> fill some air time. Oh three, let's see what we'll do. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. We'll get some calls. If you want to call up, lined up for the next um, hour, we might do. If the calls go a bit quiet, I might just turn phone box off now that we've got it working, and we might just have a little chitty chat again. And maybe you could join us in the studio, Sam. In fact, that's what we'll do. If some calls come in. Brilliant, that'd be great. But otherwise, after midnight, we'll get Sam to come in and we'll take some, like, we'll just have a chat and we'll take some questions on um, Twitter like we were doing the other night. I enjoyed that. And you can ask us, you can ask us anything uh, you want, but be prepared. We may not, may not answer them. That's our, is our right, but you're welcome to ask us if you want. I'm stalling because there was, ironically, something I was trying to remember that uh, I can't, quite remember that I was going to I was going to do so I, so I don't have anything you got anything to fill a minute yeah cloud <laughs> yes come on baby Cl- cloud bicycle elephant cat egg rabbit one. mud <laughs> you missed one mm. keep going mud bird whistle turkey Computer, sword, pizza. How many did she miss, son? Two. Bugger. Try it again. Cloud. Yeah. Bicycle. Yeah. Cat. No. No. What? Even worse. Cloud. Bicycle. <laughs> Line one. Can you remember them? Guess not. Unlucky, Catherine. You failed the test. You're fired. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We can rack up a few calls and then we'll have a nice, let's have a nice leisurely, um, a nice leisurely hour, shall we? Before uh, Daryl comes in at one. This is the late night alternative with Kathy Ian and Sam. Weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Just like the breath of spring, you came my way. I heard a bluebird sing, but not today. Oh, <laughs> 
Into the last hour. Some album, I only discovered this the other day. An album full of this Baroque, sun, I believe they call Sunshine Pop, with a mild hint of psychedelia. Um, what cough switch, my voice is going. Um, I'm not going to give out the phone number. If I see some phone calls on the screen, I might put them through. I might not. Um, it's good, that, isn't it, Katya? There's a whole album of that. It's um, Gary Usher, who wrote, kind of invented the car song with Brian Wilson, and another guy, Kurt Batcher, I think his name is, and um, it's, it's made up band, Sagittarius. Bruce Johnson's in there. I think Glenn Campbell might be on there as well. Right. Bruce Johnson, my mate, Bruce Johnson. Bruce Johnston, your mate Bruce Johnston, yes, yeah. who who um, flirted with you a little bit and then told me I was bit. told me I was probably a gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that fella. Um, he tickled the palm of my hand. Uh, Sam, come and join us whenever you mm-hmm. uh, wish. We'll um, just sit here and chat. If I see any calls flash up on the screen, if if they look interesting, or I'm in the mood, I will take uh, the call. And if not, um. Then, um... You never know when there's going to be a moment that requires that. What's the biggest check... This is for me. It can be for all of you. What's the biggest check you've received for a day's work? Um, biggest check I've received for a day's... One day's work. I hosted the Q Awards in about 2003... It was an evening's work. I got paid ten thousand pounds. Yeah, I know that, that, that's that was that's a one-off. Never had anything else like that. I, don't, I mean, I've done corporate gig. You get paid several thousand pounds, but I'm, I'm not one of those that gets like twenty grand for corporate gigs that some people get. And I think that was probably the highest I've ever had. Dev, hope that answers your question. Um, Matty wants to know when is Sam getting his own section of the show. I don't know, is that, isn't that a question for you? Hopefully you enjoyed that section of the show, then. <laughs> <laughs> that was it! Here's a nice one from Erin. How are you all? Um, you getting choked up? I'm getting choked up. Well, I'm losing my voice a bit. I had a cold that didn't quite take. Um, and then just today, my ch- I feel my chest going a bit, and I can feel my voice going, and I'm doing a thing at the weekend in Blackpool, and I'll be on stage for an hour and a half, but I'll have a microphone. Here's the thing. Whenever I'm in front of a live audience and I have a microphone, I still talk too loudly and have very poor microphone technique, so I will lose my voice. Just so you know, me and Catherine both know what a microphone is. You don't have to, like, do the physical miming what a microphone is. <laughs> but is it, do I not? You, you know that now. Yes. You? Okay, th- thank you very much. I shall put that microphone down. Um, how are you, Catherine? Um, today, I am. Um, I feel like I've had a really productive day. I made some phone calls that I've been putting off for no particular reason, other than I couldn't be bothered. Yeah. Um, I've had a really. I've had one of those weeks where, when given the choice to do something or go to bed, I've gone to bed, <laughs> <laughs> and thought uh, I need to do that. But today I was really productive, and um, also I'm really looking forward to Saturday, because I got to tell my kids that we're going to go and visit. 
our potential kitten. Could be getting a cat Saturday. Cat yeah. Today. So, um, I'm, I'm filled with hope, but at the same time, I'm reserving a little bit yep. of, um, I'm a little bit prepared for disappointment. Mm-hmm. Someone might swoop in before us and, uh, yeah. and, but, but there'll you, be another cat because you, the thing is, right, we're ready now. It will be the right cat as well. Yeah. If these cats go, they weren't meant for you. Exactly, exactly. There was a cat before Mucky and Lucky I was supposed to get, I think, and it fell through. It wasn't meant to have that cat, meant to have these two idiots. Yeah. To bring live mice into my house. Second live mouse I've had to rescue and get rid of. How are you, Sam? Yeah, I've, I've had a very meh sort of week. Yeah. Like, I've been <laughs> I've been setting myself an alarm every morning because recently I've been sleeping in, like, really late. I'm setting myself an alarm every morning thinking, right, I'm going to get up and do stuff. And end, end up just lying in bed for a couple of hours, yeah. then getting up and having to come into work. Should point out that this lying in bed that Sam and I have been doing has been independent of each other. Yes. Sam? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, today in hospital, which was bleh. Oh. But this was the blood test. So, no, this was today I had to go for an ultrasound. Okay. That was, that was which really Which one's the ultrasound? Odd. Is that when you go in the pod? No, no, it's, the it's like, on the, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, pregnant women. You get, get the, the, and you get that so cold all the gel. All the gel all over you. It, it, wasn't, it? it wasn't cold, but it was just, it Sticky. just felt And you wipe horrible. it off, they give you the blue towel, paper towel yeah. off and you can never wipe it all no, off. No, I didn't like, I had to change t-shirts as soon as I got home, because no. I got home and it was just really sticky and horrible. And they don't tell you then whether no, they can so see anything. No, so that's, uh, within the next week, um, okay. I'll find out. But, my ultrasound, my ultrasound said, um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know now. It looks all right to me, and I know that's not you know she's not a doctor, but she went. It looks yeah, well, all right I, th- to me. I thought it's because she's like, oh, it'll take us about a week to send it to GP. I'm like, well, you know, just open up your emails. I can send it now. I'll be there in five seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then I'll pop. I, just let us know. Can you see? Can you see yeah. anything moving in there that looks unusual? But are you feeling better? I feel fine. Yeah. Like this is why I, it, I, it's why I'm positive about it because like yeah. I, I'm I, yeah I I get like I I probably feel a little bit. Iffy sometimes, like, yeah. I get headaches a lot more and my stomach hurts a lot more than usual, but hey, I'm functioning, so I'm, uh... Um, Bex asks, what is the best Tom Hanks film? And then she says it's The Money Pit, isn't it? Now, I don't really remember The Money Pit being that great. I, the jokey part of me wants to say Bachelor Party, because I, I did enjoy Bachelor Party. I've not seen a lot of Tom Hanks films. I can't think of, I mean, they're all quite boring now. Sully's good. I've never I did, seen I, it. I watched the first 20 minutes and found it a little bit... Um, oh. Sleepless in Seattle, of course, a classic. Toy Story, speak out on that. Okay, and I think the Mr. Rogers one's going to be brilliant. That's going to be his best one. Um, what else has he been in that I might have seen and enjoyed? You've got Mail, which I enjoyed as well. Michael Palin filmed a whole ca- load of stuff for that as a butler, I think. And oh, then really? it all got Never. cut out. All got cut out. What a shame. Yeah, I know, he was gutted. He's really gutted. It's like his chance to be in a big Hollywood movie. And it, again, and it all got cut out. Well, I, t- I can't think what Tom Hanks... Have seen The Terminal? The no, I didn't away. like that. didn't like that. Um, didn't like that. He's very... Big, pe- of course. As that's yeah. d- involves... Forrest that. Gump. Didn't like Gump. Didn't like Big. Um, uh, okay. Oh, Green Mile. That's a good film. Oh, yeah. All right. I say The Green I've Mile. I've not seen it. I've heard it's sad. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, I've got it on DVD if you want to borrow it. Sure. Okay. Right, I'll bring it tomorrow. Um, uh, Paul says, is there one single thing that circumstances allowing you can go to that makes you feel instantly happy. No. Yeah. My scooter. Okay for you. Uh-huh. Anything? Sam? Uh, probably not, no. No? No. Um, when is Sam getting his own section of the show? That's not happening. Uh, um, Andrew says, what number am I thinking of? Six. Yeah. 69. 
Lots of people asking after your health. I think we've established Thank that. You, so everybody. people. I'm fine. Um, Matty says, I enjoyed that um, Sam section. Looking forward to tomorrow's Sam section. Um, I'm tomorrow, sorry. What was it? Like, let's take a little uh, little cheeky phone call here. Hello, line one. You're on the wireless. Hello? <coughs> yes? Okay, thank you very much indeed. It's a great contribution, thank you. Um, Ian, what was it like working on The Persuasionist? The Persuasionist was a sitcom I did that was not very good and was generally seen as one of the worst sitcoms of all time. It was wicked. I had a great time working on it because I'm working with all these people um, that I really admire. And like, I'm working with Adam Buxton. Um, uh, Harry Enfield was in, was, wasn't in the series, but he was kind of like meant to be in the series early on. There was Daisy, da- um, Daisy, what's her last name? Oh, God, what's her last name? I think she's brilliant. She's such a good actress. Do you know what I mean? Blonde girl. Um, Daisy. Anyway, Adam Buxton was in it. Um, I can't remember anybody else that was in it. Natalie Goomady? No. Daisy Haggard. Daisy Haggard, I think, is brilliant. Uh, so I really enjoyed it, and um, I thought it was—I thought it wasn't going to get made because we filmed like we, we rehearsed and rehearsed the pilot, and I replaced somebody else who, who got kicked out. We rehearsed the pilot, and we did a read through. Where you going? Your phone's off. All right, man, calm down. We did a read through and like a read through performance, and BBC were going to make it, then they weren't going to make it, and we were told it wasn't going to happen. Then we did a pilot, studio pilot, and they said it was going to happen, then they said it wasn't going to happen. And then I had one of those meetings that you have at the BBC where you get called in and they say, we're going to make it. We've got great plans for you. We're going to get you on Nevermind the Buzzcock. There's a meeting with me and the guy that I used to work with, a guy called Simon Wilson, who was like the runner on the 11 o'clock show, then became the head of comedy at the BBC. Um... We're going to get you on, on, um, have I got, uh, on, uh, the button, never mind the buzzcocks and all these things. And we see this is going to be a great vehicle for you. And I bought into all of that bullshine again. This is my problem. I bought into it again. I was like, wow, great. And then as we're making it, the, f- the kind of first episode was the pilot episode, which we did again. And it was quite funny. And then sort of the second and third episode, I'm thinking, I don't think this is actually very, I don't think it's funny, but it must be funny because it's got all these funny people in. And um, it's produced by the guy that wrote The Inbetweeners, and the BBC are making it, and it must be funny. And, and they'll do something on it afterwards to make it funny. And we filmed the whole series, and then, like, months later, there was we went to a screening for the press, and we just sat there going, oh, my God, this isn't funny. This is not... I, mean, I don't think it's awful. I think it's all right, but it wasn't... It wasn't a funny... Show. So that was disappointing. Hello, line two. Hello, Ian Lee and Kath. Oh. Before I get down to the meat, can we please have a moment's silence for one of my batteries that very sadly died today? Thank you for being so respectful. Pleasure. Hit it. Here we go, go, go. I like it like that. I like it like that. I like it like that. Ah, ah, yes. I like it like that. Thank you very much indeed. I enjoyed that. Um, we've got some good questions coming in. 
David Babcock says, when we have a nuclear attack in Britain, what would you do? I'm driving straight towards yeah. the, the bomb. I want to get, I want the bomb to land on my head and kill me yeah. and destroy. I don't want to live after anything. Same. No, I can't be bothered with that survival stuff. Sam? Um, probably finding someone I don't like and just punch him in the face. Oh. Where do you live again? <laughs> oh, 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 oh! <laughs> um, uh, in response to that, Artie Fufkin says to David, I'd shove a vax up your bum hole, you ghost fraud jobber. Oh my. Steve wants to know what's your favourite cheese? Just a very strong cheddar, probably a, a, a pilgrim uh, or a cathedral. Mmm, I'm torn. I'm torn. All right, Natalie and Brulia. No, um, honestly, I like a nice soft goat's cheese. Okay. Brie. Yeah, Brie. Um, cheese. Jesus. I love cheese. Uh, do you remember Jonathan the Massive Racist? Yes. When he gets out, how do you feel about him phoning the show? Well, he did get out, and then, from what I gather, he had to go back inside. He broke parole. You know, well, Jonathan yeah. from Swansea. I think he broke uh, parole. And we had quite, we, had, we were asked this on air, Sonny. Uh, um, basically, Jonathan was a caller to the show. Uh, at times, he could be very charming and very funny and would talk a lot about retro video games and get very philosophical about a cat that he'd saved and no one else would save it. But he was also, he is also, he was also a huge racist who sent terribly, terribly uh, Islamophobic and anti-Semitic and violent messages and uh, threats of, of rape and violence and all kinds of stuff. This stuff was horrible and would never in any way downplay it. People were very yeah. upset and frightened and scared uh, by the messages he sent them. And he went to prison for quite a long time. Um, rightfully so. I believe he came out and then broke his parole and went back in. That's what I've heard. How do I feel about him phoning the show? Yeah, I'd love, to, love him to phone the show. And I know that upset a few people when we mentioned that before. Um, but I've always found him fascinating. And we have never allowed him to use the show to carry on doing what he was doing. That's no. the main thing. It had nothing to do with the show. No. Plus, it's not the nature of this show to turn down any call. No. No. As much as if things right. go sour, then we can... We've had other people ring up who got out of prison. Why would he be any different? Yeah. Um, what's my least favourite Beach Boys song? Oh, God, there are so many. Uh, there are so many. Um, uh, the, the, the one that springs to mind is, um... Oh. Yeah? I know mine. Go on. Barbara Ann. Yeah, Barbara Ann is rubbish. Barbara Ann is rubbish. That's How like a practice song that you do before yeah. you go on. You don't do it when you're on. Here's, here's one. This is from their 1979 album, M.I.U., which is a stinker. Here we go. Bells of Paris. <laughs> wait, wait till the verse kicks in. You're going to love it. You've been to Paris. Yeah, I met a few bells as well. Yeah, Call the Eiffel Tower to refill because it's what because otherwise the taxi drivers won't take you there. If you say the Eiffel Tower, huh? Eiffel Tower, huh? Le Tour Eiffel, um, oh, mm. I'm still charging more. Um, always <laughs> like talking to Sam when I call up, says Paul. Please give him my best wishes. Best wishes. Has Thank anyone you, seen Once? 
What was once? Or heard the aw- awesome Oscar winning song Falling Slowly from the same film? What was once? No idea. Nope, we haven't seen it, so we cannot help you. Um, um, talking of Adam Buxton, did you ever call him when you were feeling low as he suggested you could after he was on the show a while back? He d- yeah, I did. I did phone him up when I was feeling uh, particularly low. I hit the Buxton button. He, yeah, he also contacted me. Yeah, yeah, I got in touch with him and um, told him I was struggling. Um, can, oh, Jesus Christ. Ian Lee, can you squirt? What? That's a question. Can you squirt? Squirt what? Um, I don't know. Water pistol. Louise says, Stephen Gately, ten years ago today. Oh, ten shame. years. Can you talk about any times you have met, spent with him or Boyzone? Um, I don't think I ever met all of Boyzone. I met Ronan a few times. Ronan came on some, Ronan came on Rise and was really, really charming and delightful. We saw him on the plane, didn't we, coming back from Dublin? We did. Or going to Dublin. Yeah, we did. We and, did. Uh, yeah, he, he was holding us all. We had Mikey. Well, you, you just assume it was him because you were coming back. No, from it was Dublin. him because the air hostess yeah, was swearing about him under her breath. Yeah. And to silence us, gave us sweets. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I met Mikey Graham. We had him on the 11 o'clock show. I don't think we met any of the others. Hello, line one. Hello. Hello, you're Definitely. on the air. Uh, uh, can I actually speak to the superstar, please? Can I bypass the end? Jesus, it's your, it's your, um, uh, is, is uh, Cockney Lee, who everyone thinks is a is a, an actual hey. character. Speak to Catherine then, hey. Lee. Do you mean me or do you mean Sam? Hi, Cam- Catherine. Yes. You. Not Why is your phone so lousy, Lee? You're a cabbie. You should be rolling in it. Oh, my. I'm on my way on. Oh. I've had enough. I've had enough. Yeah, it's been rubbish today. Driving. A cab in London. I've had a lot, Ian. Oh, Catherine, rather. Thank you. Uh, uh, why, why the single, the, oh, why do I pick up single women that are paralytic? Because, because a, I've got girls, my, who better than then? Me. I was going to say, because you're a good man and you know that they uh, need someone to get them home safely. Yeah. But why don't they pay at the end, Catherine? You're joking. What, they legged it? Of course they didn't leg it. They couldn't, like, they, they can't even stand up. Oh. What? So, I've had a little fault. Could I be, and could you pay me oh. to be the cabbie correspondent? Well, How about that? well... Um, you're welcome to yeah. ring us up and talk about cabs, but at this point, yeah. we're having trouble paying ourselves. Can I just interject? Can I, can, can I just can I have one minute forty-eight of everybody's uh, time? I'd rather not. I'd rather, I'd rather well, Lee, it's my show. Uh, you're gonna. Thank yes, you. Yeah, you're gonna. I'm gone. No. Okay.
the only person who knows all the words, all the words is the mank. <laughs> Cultural appropriation. Oh, okay. <laughs> She was being rude, Lee. We're better than that. We're gentlemen. Yes, Carry yes. on. I'm not. No, all you know, all right, if there's no financial game, I could be the cabbie correspondent and, and, I could take Catherine, you could get in my cab. Oh. What is it? Well, hold on. Hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. This is horrible. For the greatest ride... With the greatest guide. Yeah, that's me. Jesus. Yeah. And, and I'm a London licensed taxi driver. And yes, we can oh, tell God. by the way your story's gone oh, for a long, no, long no, time. No, no. <laughs> Am I not eight, Ian? Yes, sorry, Lee. For a minute. Yeah. Catherine uh, won't miss me because I've got a large black one. Thank you very much indeed. That, I, the phone line luckily was breaking down and getting worse and worse. Let's try line two. Hello, line two. Ian Lee. Hello? Yeah. Okay, and they're gone. Um, says, can you ask my fellow Nickelback fan, Sam, is he feeling any better? You're a good yes. lad. Okay. I was trying to get you a gift a couple of months ago and it's not happened, so I can tell you what it was going to be. But I have got a friend who works on Virgin, Ben Jones, uh-huh. who's really good friends with Nickelback. And I was trying to get uh, Chad Kroger to record a message. Oh, wow. <laughs> but it didn't happen. It did, I'm, sorry, I'm telling you now because I was really disappointed. It just hasn't happened. It might still happen at we'll some say, point. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, sorry. it might happen at some point, but I've been trying for like the last three months. To try and get a little, hey, I'm Chad Kroger from Nickelbacks, and I just want to say, Sam, look at my photograph, <laughs> makes me laugh. <laughs> but I've not been able to, so I apologise for that. But that's what we we try and do oh, stuff. Wait. Behind Thank the you. scenes, we try and do stuff. Yeah. Um... Once is an Irish independent movie. Okay, thank you. Uh, Paul says, was it Hollyoaks I auditioned for last year? Yeah, it was. I auditioned to be a, um, a sexually um, aroused teacher for Hollyoaks. And then the thing I auditioned for a few months ago was uh, to be the Demon Headmaster in the Demon Headmaster reboot, and I didn't get it. And then I left the acting agent to go to a new acting agent, and I've had no auditions. So that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. That's the end of that dream. Uh, and then someone said, what, what, um, where was that gone? Uh, Paul says, if you could revive and star in any kid's show, what would it be? Inspired by Mackenzie's Wurzel Gummidge. 
I was supposed to be in that as well. I did, I was, I was in the pilot for Wurzel Gummidge. I was the farmer. And then I had a very, I'm, I'm friends with Mackenzie. And I had a very awkward exchange, like months later. I said, oh, was, 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 was all gummy happening? He said, oh yeah, yeah, we're filming it. But we've got someone else to play the part of the farmer. Well, he said he didn't have any say in he it. He said that. It's nice of him to say that. Yeah. <laughs> I was gutted. I was really gutted. Um, all, all, here's the thing. Kids TV is the best it's ever been. I don't really watch much kids TV now, but kids TV is the best. It's ever been. It was mm. rubbish back in the day, so I wouldn't revive any of it. My youngest is really into Blue Peter, like really into it. When I was a kid, it was always a little bit stodgy, but they love it now. To all three, says David, this is an old question I used to ask. Who would you go gay for to save the world? We well, used to do this on LBC, right? Imagine this question getting asked on LBC. We, we go, who would you go gay for to save the world? And people save the world? Say, yeah, people Not just say, for fun, eh? But, yeah. um... Someone phoned up and said, it's disgusting. You're d- how dare you? It's disgusting. What do you mean it's disgusting? It's disgusting. Would you go gay? What stupid... And it went on for ages and ages. And I, and I said, okay, all right. I, I take your point. And I, I, I get you offended. I apologise. But if you had to, to save the world, who would you go gay for? I'm not answering the question. But if you had to... Do you mean if I had to? said, if everyone was going to die it in the world... It's a weird scenario. Unless yeah, you had gay sex point, with another man, who would it be? And after two or three minutes, he went... Ow. David Beckham! <laughs> and I went, oh, you dirty git! And I hung up on him. I'd go gay, I'd go gay for a laugh. I, I, to, to say the word, it was, who was my gay choice? David Bannertine was my gay choice for a while. David, yeah. not Duncan. Duncan Bannertine. He's more famous brother. <laughs> it was, um, the arrogant football manager, Hope oh, Jose Mourinho. Mourinho, for a while. This was like 10, 15 years ago. Wasn't it, um... I don't really have any gay... Ryan Van Wilder, for, yeah. Right? Van Wilder. Who's Van Wilder? Oh, um, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds for a long time. That was about ten years ago. He had a really good haircut that I quite liked. But I wouldn't. There's not anyone uh, that. Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah. You can't nod to that, Sam, because you're going. Gay. I know, but I'm saying it's, that's an acceptable answer. That's a yeah, great yeah, choice. Yeah, exactly. Demi Moore. Uh, Gosh, that, that would. Uh... Yeah. Sam. Zac Efron. Really good looking. He can sing. Yeah, yeah, sing you off. It's quite, um, it's quite buff now, isn't it? Did you say sing you off? No, you, you said, I said sing me off to sleep, I thought is what, you said sing you off. I started to say. You said you could sing me off. I've never, I've heard a brown noise, but I've never heard a... It's like those opera singers, (laughs) the opera singers that can break glass, and yes, the brown noise. Hello, line one, you're on the wireless. Hello? Yeah, you're on the air. Am I on? You are. Oh, hello. Is that Zac Efron? Um, maybe. Could you sing us off? (laughs) You're having me on. You're on the air. What can we do for you? Um, I've just got an idea about saving money, really. Uh, When you want to book into a travelodge. I'm in. Beautiful. Let's Um, hear it. Well, different kind of room rates, really. um, Because we use them all the time. Yes. Uh, On the road with the band that we, we gig with. Yes. And I was just thinking, how could we get a cheaper room yeah. without, like, affecting the planet? And I was just thinking that maybe we could, um, there could be a deal where that we could book a room that maybe someone else has sl- slept in. Yeah. Well, and it would be half price. And that, that's all of them, like, isn't it? Pardon? That's all of them, isn't it? No, well, some of them are better than others, I must admit. But, you know... No, but all, hotel, all the hotel rooms have yeah. been slept in. Yeah, but I mean, they 
generally been cleaned, haven't they, I think. Oh, you mean, oh dear, you want to sleep in someone else's juices? Well, no, yeah, well, basically, yeah, but if it's cheap, I mean, maybe £20 would, instead of £50. God. No, I mean, that and then, disgusting. I know it sounds a bit bad. You might get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like breakfast in the morning, and you could get like a a really cheap breakfast. Um, where it's already been maybe eaten. Someone's not <laughs> the yeah, leftovers. Exactly. I would. But I yeah, look but, at. I look at because I love a breakfast buffet in a the hotel. There's nothing finer uh, than a breakfast buffet in a hotel. And the, the best ones are the cheaper the hotel, the be- the better the breakfast buffet. But I do go in and you look at like because people will go up for a second or sometimes a third plate and then they never finish it. And I do look at it and yeah. think, I'd eat that. Yeah. I'd have that half bit of toast well, and think, that yeah, half sausage. Yeah. It's a terrible thing, you know. I'm, I um, I work on cruise ships quite a lot um, as a, a singer. And they always instill that they try to save the waves, you know, but you don't use all your your towels. So, you know, um, try not to use all your towels. But then they fly me to the ship um, on three or four different flights, you know? Well, you you need to quit your job. Well, do you think? Yeah, well, because you're you're killing the planet. Well, I am, but but they book the flights, you know? Well, you can um, tell them you so, don't want the flights. Yeah, you're right, but then I wouldn't get to the gig, would I? Well, anyway, get... let's go back to Travel Lodge. Okay, well, don't go <laughs> to the gig. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> well, thank you. Anyway, I, I was worried about it, and you've, you've um, satisfied my desire. Good. Yeah, we managed to sing you off. I've just had an excuse me if this is wrong, but I've just had a what was a really good question, right? Yeah. Um from a and i liked it and then i was I, I liked the question on twitter by the way we're getting these questions from twitter <coughs> if you want to ask and um i liked it and i just and i did this it was, it was someone i hadn't seen before so i did what i often do is i went and clicked on their thing and are you telling me that someone has literally just opened a twitter account uh-huh. to ask us a question and yet in the bio of their Twitter, they are the CEO of a computer company. So they're the head of a computer right. company. They've literally, they're not following anybody. They are not followed by anybody. They've literally just set up the Twitter account. And when I Googled their name and their company, I couldn't find anything. Does that, so I've blocked them. I've blocked them because yeah. that makes me feel a little bit suspicious. Have you seen it, Catherine? There's no. George Sanders. No. He's messaged you. Has he? he he's added you in it. But I he... think that I've got a, a, a thing on my, um, oh. my Twitter that means I don't get things from people who've just set up accounts. Oh, and, really? Yeah, and I've got like less oh. than 10 followers or oh. something. I didn't know that existed. Yeah, I think I, there is. Gerald Sanders. I just don't... And the question... The question has a very slight catch in it. The question... I read it. But I blocked him, and I'm not going to answer it, even though it's a great question. Good evening, Mr. Ian Lee and Mrs. Catherine Boyle. Just discovered your late-night show. It's a breath of fresh air. It is very different to the rest of Talk FM's output during the day. Do you get on with Matthew Wright following your TV spat? Do you know what I mean? It's just a little... Yeah, the the questions seem different when you know that that account has been... When you know the... Yeah. Yeah, if that was from someone else, it's a... Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. People. Um... Sam, we've missed a couple of ads. Do you want to put all the ads together? together. 
then give us an out time and then come back and join us. Sounds good. Are you enjoying, you okay with this? Yeah, yeah it's great. I'm enjoying this. We're just sitting here. If I see an interesting phone call pop up, I'll take it, but I'm not giving out the number. Otherwise, you can tweet at Ian Lee. At, well, at Ian Lee, probably the best one with the questions. You can text us as well, actually, if you're not on Twitter. If you text the word talk... Uh, and then your message to 87222, 25pence plus your standard network rate. I've got those up on the screen up here, and I can see them as well. Uh, or you can tweet at Talk Radio as well, and I'll, I'll, I'll see it on the screen. Um, this is The Late Night Alternative. It's Sam, Kath, and Ian on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with that man, Ian Lee. There's no strangers here, just friends you haven't stalked on Facebook yet. Have never sent my picture to anyone who didn't request it. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Yes. Mm. Strangely, that um, account set up by John, uh, sorry, by Gerald or Gerard or whatever his name was, has been deleted. Gosh. Isn't that funny? Isn't that funny? Maybe she gets his PA to set him up a good one. Uh, here's a good question that kind of... Um, fits in with that. Uh, where did it go? Oh, here we go. This is a good one from Billy. Are you suspicious of all callers until you speak to them, or are you open-minded about all new callers? Catherine? Um, open-minded, but I have learnt to detect, um, bullshine quite quickly. Yeah. I'm really, I'm open-minded. I'm, I always take them at face value. But 20 years of doing phone-in radio has really given me a heightened sense of when people are... You can always tell when someone's going to swear. It's like, okay. I've got a really heightened sense. And 20 years of doing talk radio and of having done prank phone calls myself, I know when um, it's bullshine. Yeah. Pretty much. I'm, uh, I, I'm, I would say 98 times out of 100 I'm right at calling uh, bullshine. A couple of times I've got it wrong. A couple of times I've done, I've, I've called someone out, um, you know, for being drunk and annoying and actually they've got MS or something. That's always awful. It's always a moment you go, ah, and all you can do is just put your hands up and say, I'm so sorry. Uh, but I tell you what, you, Sam, have got great, uh, because you're now like our first form of defence because you will put yeah. on the screen, um, not sure about this one, or I think it's a prank call. Yeah. I mean, and some, some of them are easy though. Yeah. Like when you say, it's like when you hear on the other end of the line, then you know it's just gonna be also when they're too well prepared that's another one yeah but um given that we don't grill them the way the other radio stations would it it is a lot of it is in tone and Mm. in the first approach isn't it you're getting that now yeah yeah you can very easily just by the way someone says hello to you over the phone it's surprising how yeah quickly especially when you 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 speak to what 20 odd people a night just to get used to it yeah you know it's a skill to know when they're and that's why sometimes people listeners are a little bit shocked when we give people short shrift it's because we know that they're building up to a gag or to a punchline i would i would um you know very rarely do we get it wrong it's a sense it's a real sense favorite crisps I'm not really a crisp person. Whoa. It's the same as well as chocolate. Yeah, I'm just sweets. Anyway. You're a biscuit guy. Sweets and biscuits, yeah. I like the Thai chili. I was going to say Thai sweet that. red chili. Who do they buy? They're, the wa- they're like oh, the, the sensations. walkers sensations. sensations I like those. Oh, I, like, I love those. I like those. But I also like just your plain chips and dips. Just going to go like a salty tortilla a, but, but, but big on prawn cocktail in my house at the moment. The boys love prawn, co- prawn cocktail, so. Smoky bacon's always good. Uh, yeah, 
Frazzles. I like frazzles. I, I like classics. And but as I said, I think Pringles. You once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> but sometimes you wish you could because they are quite. Oh, I've just had that image in my head again. Do you know what I mean? Like the corners of your mouth. Uh, my husband listen. My husband, myself, and my husband listen every night from Glasgow. You guys are brilliant. Oh. What would like to ask? What is your view on gender-neutral toilets in primary school? Topic of the day. As my son got a letter home from school, and there's been so many mixed opinions. Hmm. Oh, that's a great question. Here's the thing. I saw that on one of the local Facebook groups, the, someone was complaining that the local primary school was was doing gender-neutral toilets, and they were kicking off, going, "This is outrageous! This is outrageous!" And there loads of people going, yeah, this is terrible. And then someone chipped in going, no, 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 it's only like two of the toilet blocks are gender neutral. They've still got boys and girls elsewhere throughout the school. Yeah. Um, right. My views on it, I'm not that fast. Uh, I'm not that fast. I, I think it's all right. wouldn't mind if the waiting area for using the toilet yeah. was like in a corridor or something. Yeah. You don't have to be in, clo in an enclosed yeah. space while you're waiting. Yeah. Uh, because I remember when I was a kid that the toilets were where the, the bullying happened and all that kind of stuff and I don't think... So you want them to be cubicles and not like a bathroom? Yeah. Do you know like there are already gender neutral toilets like if you go to a coffee shop often it's just there yeah. is one toilet and yeah. everyone but you don't wait inside Yeah, you're a delight. to do it. And I remember mm. we talked about this once um, in Luton they were talking about having a gender neutral toilet in the Arndale right. and I said I would feel very uncomfortable about using that you know, depending on what time of night you're there if you're there yeah. on your own also men are going to feel uncomfortable about it too <laughs> because it's that thing of you know there's the same discomfort you feel when you realize you're walking down the street and there's only there's a woman there and you're kind of super aware of how close you get and stuff yeah um but on the whole if it is just opening out onto a corridor what's the what's the harm in that mick says evening ian way back this is okay this is niche you had an american style fridge freezer that broke down i wondered if you managed to get it fixed by coincidence i fixed nick for nick ferrari's the very same day and i didn't get it fixed uh it was a pain in the ass that fridge the big old fridge big old unit and it, it was broken pretty much from day one never fixed um 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 can you, Jill says, can you repeat the bowler hat thing you said in early August? What? What was that? No idea. <laughs> nope, can't. It um, was in the break on Periscope. Yeah. And the whole Kelly thing. No idea what that means. Sorry. Don't know what that means. Um, someone asked what Toph was like in the jungle. Yeah, she was alright. I didn't really speak to her much for the first, like, week that I was there. I didn't really speak to her until it thinned out quite a bit and um, a lot of people are gone. She stood up for me once when um i when dennis wise had a big old go at me because i said there was a challenge and that someone said right who, who's up for this and i said well I'd, I'd like to put my hat into the ring for this and dennis wise went nuts jamie lomas was having a go and look mate you can't you can't do it mate i said okay okay can't go and do it but i'm just putting my hat into the ring to say i would like to do it yeah mate you're not gonna we're not gonna let you do it because you okay i'm just saying i would like to do it also because he said because you uh gave up on the first and he went yeah but i've also won yeah, I, I, did, I didn't i didn't say it time i'm the only person that did a solo challenge and got got all of all 10 sides and then dennis wise kicked it stood up and was getting really aggressive and i was i was i was quite scared because you got two alpha blokes who have got this pent-up rage that they've had for a long time and now it's finally coming out and i'd said to the producers before i said i really want to go for this challenge because i know i could do it but i'm 
scared to say I want to do it. And they said, why are you scared? And I said, because I think they'll get angry. And they said, if you want to do it, say you want to do it. And, and I trusted it. it was the one I, I trusted. I'm still friends with now, actually. And, um, so I did. And I was really calm. And Dennis stood up. And as soon as Dennis stood up and was giving me that, jabbing the finger at me. How can you tell he was stood up? I, I just sat. And I was scared. I was, I was scared. And I was really angry. And I was shaking with anger. And I just thought, don't say anything. Because this is, this is going to be a whole 15 minutes of the show. Sure don't enough. say anything. Because whatever happens now, you, you, you are winning this moment right now in the eyes of the public. Just sit down. And be very calm. And I was furious, and I was so upset, and I was so scared. And I just, I was just going, "All right, Dennis, I'll, I'll listen. I, I, I won't do it. You go, you won't." Do it. I just, I'm just saying. Oh, and then Toff, the point of it is, then Toff said, "This look, the whole point of this show is that people get to challenge themselves and push themselves." And I think you're being really unfair. So I got on with Toff. Then he asked, "Did you speak? Have you spoken to Toff since?" Here's the thing: the moment she won, and we came out of the jungle, never really spoke to us again. Never really spoke to us again. She was kind of herded off. There are a couple of events we have to do in Australia where she was kind of there with her mum. Well, I think we had breakfast the next day, actually, at the hotel. And she was there with her, was it her mum? Or a grand, maybe. And um, we were kind of talking to her, but as soon as we got back to the UK, never spoke. I remember going to the National Television Awards, and we're all sat there. And then... Toff and Stanley kind of got brought in at, right at the last minute, and it's like, oh, okay, it's like this. No, they didn't speak to us. It's like, ah, oh, it's okay. I see. It's like that, is it? That's how it goes. Did you contact the guy that bet you about the well to collect your winnings? So I don't know what any of this stuff is. Um, um, I've got a question about being a correspondent. Um, Oh, this is from Greg, the Shawaddy Waddy correspondent. One of the greatest. Is he grudging? Uh, he's great. He's great. I love it. I love it. He's the best correspondent we've got, and he knows it. And I'm so glad he's a correspondent. And here's the thing. Normally, I would let correspondents maybe be a correspondent for one, two, three, or four things. But he's so good. He's a specialist. But the Shawaddy Waddy mm-hmm. correspondent. I think we'll just keep him to that. Let's read his question. Uh, Ian and Kath, I've got a question about being a correspondent. I can't see anything in the hashtag TLNA correspondent handbook about being a correspondent on multiple subjects. Oh, just what we're... Is that allowed? Well, I refer you to our previous, uh, answer. Um... Have you seen the Chaz Hodges Memorial Concert on YouTube? Paul Whitehouse, Paul Garner, Alvin Lee, Eric Clapton. Um, uh, I haven't seen it, but I'm aware of it. I spoke to Paul Garner about it the other day. If you had to have a, if you had to pick one of the Hanson brothers to have a fight with, who would it be? It would be the fourth one who's not as good looking as the other three, the one that's not in the band. Um, there we go. Sam, you can, you can answer this one. From Stacey. What are your aspirations for the future? <laughs> Do you, th- do you pick, no, pick that far ahead as a 20 No, this is the thing. It's like, man. I can always remember whenever I'd have job interviews, the one question I can't stand is when <laughs> they say, you where do you see yourself in 10 years? It's like, I don't know where I see myself in 10 hours. No, and you know, yeah, yeah. you know they want you to say, sitting in your chair, but actually, for the most part, exactly. you think you could probably do a bit better. <laughs> I, I don't know. I literally, I just take days as they come. I don't... Okay. I ain't that fussed about. <laughs> as long as I'm happy. Fussed. This is this is this yeah. is broken Britain. This is why we got Brexit. Can I do? How can I? Can I ask you? Did you vote in the Brexit? No, I didn't. I've not voted ever. Never. No, no. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not one of those people that think shame on you. I kind of. I don't care I think enough. I kind of think it's a waste of time. You don't care enough. 
Yeah, like, well, it's right. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, yeah, I no. kind of agree with so you. So one that I loved, so it was, it was here when I was doing, um, a daytime shift this week. <laughs> it was funny when I was having a chat with a couple of people in the control room and they seemed baffled by the fact that, you know, when I go to the pub with my friends, yeah. we're talking about stuff like, cause I, I, I posed a stupid question. It's like, what could you beat in a, would you prefer to fight a horse sized duck or a hundred duck sized horses? Yeah, yeah. And they seemed baffled by the fact that we talk about rubbish like that, um, like, have you seen the new Pokemon? Um, just stuff like this. And they, they just seem surprised that we don't talk you've current affairs. Out, you've been hanging out with me and Kath too long. And it's like, well, <laughs> no, because the way I, I thought that, you know, oh, we were the normal ones and that we don't talk about yeah. that and we just have fun and a laugh. I think, I don't, I don't, what is, what is the point of talking about, I was thinking about politics the other day. I was driving my car, I was thinking, driving home the other night and thinking, is, what, what, what will people look back in 50 years time? And what will they say about this? And then I thought, well, what did people say about 50 years ago? And actually, it doesn't matter what people say no. about 50 years ago. It won't matter. What, what is happening now? It doesn't actually really matter in the whole great scheme of things. It's just another bit <laughs> of history. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's just there is a very small part of your life that might change in the fact that I'm going to have to pay a little bit more for a couple of things, quite possibly. Yeah. But as it goes, my life's not going to be any different, <laughs> no matter what. So, so you don't you don't have any aspirations? Nope, no aspirations. Wow, no I cares. Love I love it. Okay, I love it. <laughs> Catherine, apart uh, from getting your cat, the cat is a done deal. <laughs> Put that to one side. Um, I am going to try and mess up my kids as little as possible. Yeah, that's the hope. Do you never? <clears throat> what? What? Four minutes of the show. Time to get heavy. <laughs> I wonder if this is something that the people with depression think, right? Because I was really worrying. Do let me ask it as a question to you. Do you never worry about the inevitable pain yeah. you have caused your kids mm -hmm. simply by having, having them? them? I was thinking the other day, this is a horrible thought, right? But I was thinking about when my two boys are old, me and my mum are dead. One of them's going to die first. And I was thinking, my God, the other one's going to have to go through that on their own. And that's my fault because I had them. Well. Do you, do you know what I mean? Or is that just a nuts, no, no, anxiety, depressing get, thing no, to think about? I get it. I get it. But I always see that loss and pain as the payoff for having someone brilliant in your life for as long as you get them. You know, the only way to avoid that is never to form an attachment to anyone, and that's no kind of life, is it? Yeah, the positives, like, completely outweigh yeah. that one small negative. But it's not one. I mean, there are well, continued negatives. Yeah, but here's the thing. Negatives. Those boys will have other people that are part of their lives that will become part of the brother's life as a result of that person being alive. Probably with my youngest, it'll be his cellmate. Yes. <laughs> but what I mean is, you know, like with my mum, when her parents died, her grandchildren got her through because these are people who were around her and are not looking at her with a sympathetic head bob and saying, how yeah. are you doing today? There's always a reason to, if you're lucky, yeah. there's always a reason to carry on and to keep going. And you might lose someone, but their life has meant something and they'll I'm leave worried, something I'm behind for you. I my boys getting old and me not being there so much. Or the upset of when I die. Imagine, you know, I was thinking about my dead dad and thinking, my God, what will they... That's going to happen to them at some point. They're going to have but a your dead. relationship with them will be completely different. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, 
Finally, then we'll, we'll, uh, Darryl, we'll let Daryl in. The guy that the fridge repairman said, I had a celebrity whose daughter stuffed two reefers in a vent in the freezer to hide and jammed the fan. Celeb said, what was the fault? I said a loose joint and his daughter's face went bright red. Who was the celeb, mate? you got to tell us. Sam, thank you. Thank go, you. We have to go and press some buttons in a minute, and Daryl Morris has to come well, in and let's press know. Press them if they worked. Yeah. Well, are they working tonight? No. <laughs> I've got. A, I'm, are they not? I'm clicking so the because bu the buttons don't work. I saw a button box sign. Flipping it. Well, on? one leaves, one one comes in. Are we on? We're on. Are we on? We're on. We're actually, you had an hour and uh, oh, nearly two hours last night. Nothing. What an easy ride. Were you broadcasting? You knew it was, you knew it was we, on. We had to broadcast for 40 minutes without realising, because nobody you, could tell us. And you'd already got locked in the lobby. It wasn't your day, was it? I got locked in the it? lobby. It was a disaster, it was a disaster, Kath, is what it was. It was an absolute <laughs> disaster. But it was quite good fun, because, you know, because it's a bit, we, it ended up being a bit like what you guys do, which was just, it was like, <laughs> it was just, no. coping. Yeah, no, no, it was just, we chatted. It was really nice. Yeah. And Amy, who was our guest, who, who came in at one o'clock to do art, to do a little bit. Um, Amy Nickel, I think she's on the telly sometimes. Okay, you know, she's yeah. one of those people who pops up on this morning. And yeah, yeah, like. that might be it. Um, might be it. She came in and uh, and God, God love her because nothing was working. We had no phones, we had yeah. no audio, we couldn't play any adverts yeah. or anything like that. She stuck about and we uh, and we just chatted until about five o'clock. It was lovely. It was something. It was arguably the best show I've done. I think so the best. I do think the best moments on radio and on TV. It doesn't happen so often on TV anymore, but it, it used to. But the best moments are when it all goes tits up, yeah, when the lines go down. Not when it happens every night, you know, for, <laughs> for it's five months, but it seems to be sorted. Yeah. But when lines go down or a guest doesn't oh, make it, or as a listener, you love the mayhem. Ah, it's the best. Yeah, I agree. Fifty-eight twenty. Fifty-eight now, twenty. What have we got? Uh, Monica Price is here today, so hopefully things will work, or she'll be sticking about till five o'clock as well. So <laughs> um, she can talk. She can. Monica can talk for England. Don't she you worry really about that. Can. Uh, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about winning the lottery. We're also going to hear from the mayor of Moose Jaw in Canada. They have the biggest moose statue in the world. They were overtaken by Norway last year by thirty centimeters. The war is on. Okay, well, I'm free this weekend. I could probably knock a bigger one out than that. Yeah. We are done. Back tonight at 10. Ta-ta. We are Talk Radio.